I've lived a thousand lives. I piloted a thousand souls. I killed and fought and died just for a single road. Good evening, Internet. I have returned from other parts of the Internet to entertain you for a little while, hopefully. And mostly to entertain myself, because that's why we do this hobby, right? Uh, I'm Kadave, and this is Happy Jacks. Uh, our final episode of Insert Coin Floodwater. Uh, and to figure out what happens to this crazy crew uh, in a crazy world. <laughs> Filled with weird tech and scary monsters and all kinds of stuff. Uh, so, um, thanks for joining us. Uh, if you are interested in going back and seeing our previous episodes uh, to figure out what the heck's going on here, uh, you can find us at happyjacks.org slash shows. There's a catalog of all the various shows that the Happy Jacks Network has put out uh, in all kinds of game systems. Um including there'll be some new ones coming up. So uh, we're all excited about that. Uh, anyway, uh, let's go around and introduce everybody. So we'll start to my left, which is Mac. Hey, I'm Mac, and I'm going to be playing Midge Johansson, who is the lone wolf playbook and the deputy sergeant of the town. And, oh, no, I'm putting, the, oh, I can't do it. It's wrong. Okay. Down in the left corner is Sam. Hello, I'm Sam. I play Cassie Abrams, uh, the hacker playbook, and she is the resident uh, doing science for neutral purposes, hopefully, uh, of the town. Very good. Below me is Jay. Oh, mute. Muted. I was muted. No longer. Hi, I'm Jay. Uh, I'm playing Colin, uh, the secret playbook, uh, and I work in the town library, and I am awkward. And then down in this corner, I got it right this time, it's Nick. <laughs> I think like you, you, like me, are mirrored, so yes. you're pointing in the wrong directions. Yes. I just realized as I tried to point to Jay that it was not pointing towards Jay. Uh, hey, everyone. I'm Nick, and uh, I play Danny Alonzo, who is using the Party Animal playbook and uh, is coming to terms with the fact that he's not a big, big star, but uh, loves his friends. And that leaves Jason. Hi, I'm Jason. Uh, I played the town robot uh, named Crash, uh, J uh, Jackson Clay, and um, Cassie's favorite science project. <laughs> That's all I have to say about that. Very good. Uh, so, uh, things came to a dramatic... Um, Point at the end of last session uh, where we got to discover if Crash was going to survive to join us for this episode. Uh, luckily he did. Uh, it was dramatic and awesome. Um, 
But we should find out the other things that happened before we jump back in. So to that, we turn to the resident awesome note taker. It's Sam. Yeah, there's a surprising lot of this that I don't remember, even though it was only a week ago. So it's a real good thing I'm a note taker. All right. Crash's renegade body attacked. Uh, Crash heard a meaty smack and his mom gasped audibly, uh, yelling run and dragged Crash to his feet. Crash tinkered with his eyes and regained some vision to identify the attacker as his stolen body. He sent his mom on her way and then ran up the robot, uh, just as the robot was throwing a scientist. It turned to face Crash, tried to punch him, but he grabbed into the arm, pulled himself up, and slammed the magnet pool into its head, popping it straight off. The hydraulics relaxed and the body sank down. The head still looked angry. His parents ran up and hugged him, and then they headed out to find the rest of the crew. The crew, meanwhile, exited the loop and trekked back to their cars, uh, where Lisa decided to go home to check on her dad, and everyone else headed out to the portal coordinates to find two corpses of scientists and the stolen robot torso. Cassie worked on extracting the torso from the uh, mods that the crazy guy made. Um, Danny talks about wanting to expose the loop, and portals to the public so it doesn't get covered up again. Midge and Cassie want to prioritize getting to the survivors, then maybe deal with the loop remotely. Midge calls in the location of the fallen scientists, and we follow the tracks to catch up with the survivors. Midge yells out to them and hits the lights on her cruiser. The scientists stop. Midge calls in for an ambulance and evac for them. Crash's parents lead him over carefully, uh, while Midge instructs people on where to meet the ambulance. Crash calls out for Cassie, who runs over to see if he's okay. He shows her the mad robot head and then commences hug protocol. The crew leads uh, the survivors towards the EMTs, and about halfway there, super bright lights come on from above. It's a trio of helicopters, very quiet. The loudspeaker comes on and tells everyone to remain where they are. The crew doesn't really trust that at all, and Midge floors it, digging in for a second and then takes off unnoticed under a cloud of dust. In the car, Crash asks Cassie to swap out his eyes. He's going to need those. She does it efficiently, and Crash's mom sees from the front seat. He's pretty impressed that Cassie managed to do that in a car. Crash boots up his new eyes and restores uh, default settings. Snitch navigates to a road and drives dark back to town. Uh, we see ten black vans in a convoy turning off to head towards the scientists. Uh, she drops everyone off at Crash's parents' house, uh, where everything's normal. There's a tearful reunion of the Clay family. Then off to the lab. Cassie gets a front door alert page. They coordinate to come in the back and front entrances simultaneously to find the, ba- the basement hatches open. So they call down. It's Sniffer Guy, and he's having an alien plant-based problem. Crash goes down to get eyes on Richard, uh, which is that guy's name. He's sitting in an office chair leaning back, and all of one leg and half of his body are little tendrils of plant integrated directly into him. Cassie tosses down some painkillers, gauze, uh, and clippers to Crash, who apologizes to Richard uh, and feels responsible. Rich is a little freaked out by Crash's hands, but he tells him they're prosthetics. They count down, and Crash snips off a sample. Rich and the plant both react in pain. Crash grabs it, and it spirals up his fingers fast, gumming up the work. He has to eject the hand and scoop it up with a container, then hand it up to Cassie to analyze. Colin does some internet searching while Cassie observes it. 
The plant loses interest in Crash's hand after a few minutes. He suggests trying the UV decontamination lamp. Uh, Cassie tries a few settings, and UVC seems to kill it. Danny opens the box, and Crash retrieves his hand while the plant turns to ash. Cassie yells down to Richard, but this time he's not answering. So Crash leans down into the basement with the light, and Richard is on the ceiling with tendrils reaching out towards him. He points the light at him, and those tendrils start to disintegrate as they reach out, but they're still coming. Crash yells out, determined to defeat the plant. He didn't stand up for the robot rebellion, but he can do this, goddammit. Crash uses his battery charge to supercharge the light, knocking himself out. There's a weird singed smell and a sizzling screaming sound. Then the crew, the crew pulls Crash out and hoists him up and over to the charger. The display shows an error on the power system. He's going to need a charge and some repairs. Ta-da! That was it. Ta-da! All right. So I think I'd like to pick up with uh, Crash's reboot. Because uh, we don't need to... And like, unless there's something somebody wants to specifically do before he wakes up. Um, do not tie my shoelaces together. That's rude. <laughs> Midge was going to make a phone call, but she'd probably wait until Crash is revived. I don't know how long it takes for him to charge up. Well, I mean... I don't think it's going to take hours and hours. Okay. Especially here in Cassie's lab where she has access to, like, DC fast charging or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> so he's not just relying on the little 5-watt induction plate. <laughs> um, so it could be, uh, you know, it could be fairly quick. Like, less than an hour, I'd say. Um. Okay. But if you want to make the phone call before he does get up, that's totally cool, too. That's kind of your choice. Yeah, I feel like while everybody is waiting for him to charge back up, she would be calling Marge over at the station. All right. Uh, Are you calling from the phone in the lab? That is a good question. I would probably want to ask Cassie if she's knows if her phone is easily traced because she's got weird stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't know that we have a dedicated, like, non-suspicious line, but I think we established earlier that there is a payphone not far. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. Oh, Down okay. at the corner or something, it was a payphone. Yeah. Which I'm pretty sure we've used before for suspicious activities. <laughs> I, I, I guess Midge would go to the the phone booth down the way. All right. So uh, yeah, you can totally call the the station. Uh, and Marge picks up. Hey. Oh hey. Are are you who okay? Did you call? Who did you call? What do you mean who did I call? Uh, because. Th- the people that showed up to help were not our people. I just sent, and she names off two officers. Uh, she, she, I sent that first one to the, the place where you said you found bodies, and I sent a second one out to that road dead. Damn it. Uh, 
If you, well, oh, and then shit. I called the, you know, I called the, over to the hospital because you said you needed some like EMTs and stuff. So they should have been sent in an ambulance. Okay. Uh, I've got some stuff to look into then. Uh, why don't you do uh, Mind Empathize? I can do that. <laughs> now, specifically because she's your anchor, I'm not going to be a jerk and make her into like an evil conspiracy theory. Sure, I just wonder if she maybe just called some people because there was a number and she was something something, you know? Yeah, yeah. But uh, I didn't get any successes. Okay. Uh, but up front, I will 100% tell you that she's not in on it. Okay. Right, because that's not cool for your anchor. Totally uh, fair. <laughs> just like, and I don't think that's even written in the rules that you're not supposed to do that with anchors, but like, I feel like an anchor should be something that you don't mess with like that. Because the whole point of them is to try and provide some stability and something to the to your character. Yeah. Okay. But cool. Uh so yeah, she's like, uh so did you need me to send out other people? No. Like I can get I, I just, can get those guys on the radio if I need you to just keep an eye on things. I I don't know if this line is safe. I will reach out to you later. Oh, okay. Well but you're you're all okay, right? We're all fine. Okay. Well, you just stay safe. Let me know if there's anything I can do from here. Thank you. And go back to the house. Sure. Uh, so at this point, I figure Crash will wake up. You guys are all there at Cassie's lab. And there's a pile of Gross dust stuff. Lower basement. Uh, there's not a human in that, or is that also dust? Um, there's probably like a parts that aren't dust that are a no longer like <laughs> yeah. There's still bones and you know some corpsey bits, but it is said, not a living person. I said the grossest thing I could think of, and Matt giggled. <laughs> oh. Yes, that's on brand. That, that tells us something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. So the basement's a mess. Got it. Okay. You need to um, invent a Roomba. Yeah. God, <laughs> did Did we get it? You got you it. Got, yeah, you got it. Yeah. Okay. That, um, he didn't make it, but the plant is gone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember. I don't. I don't think he could have made it anyway. Yeah. No, it probably had taken over too much of his body at that point. Even when he got here, really, from what you described. Do Do, do you think his Friends are okay? That's a good question. We should definitely call them. Yeah. 
Okay. If they also have it, that's bad. Yeah, we don't want that spreading everywhere. No. Um, I'll be right back. I'm going to use the phone in the lab to call the um, the other scientists. That contact they number? Their, they gave us their number, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so you, uh, you go to make the call, um, and their number just comes back as, like, I'm, you know, like, you... you dialed a number on there, and if I remember correctly, the last time you called, I made it so, like, it rang a whole bunch of times, and then, like, you heard various computer-y noises in the background, and then it finally connected to them. Well, like, it seems like whatever they were doing to to mask their number isn't on anymore, because you just get, like, the super cheesiest three nerds that are roommates like answering machine message oh boy like they they work in like a whole mess of like genre television references and stuff like all leading up to leave your message after the beat um but you do not get an answer um she's not gonna leave a message Okay. Um. Actually, I think she'll uh, just leave her phone number. Okay. And then, um, yeah, I'm just going to leave her phone number. Okay. Just in case they, the pager number specifically, in case they're like, they actually get the message. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Um, so, they're not answering the phone. Which is a bad sign. Also, it went to a voice message instead of their weird uh, routing system for the phone call, which mm. is why. I wonder if Brody could check on them. Yeah, if he knows where their location is, then uh, or another way to reach him, yeah. He should be warned. He shouldn't go in there. If... Yeah. Especially by himself. Um, I'll give him a call. Okay. Okay. Uh, I think you'd reach him. Because you have access to, like, his actual cell phone number. Like, he has yeah. a phone in his car. Uh, so he's... Hello! Hey, it's Midge. Oh. Um, your friends, the scientist friends, I'm oh, yeah. worried they might be in a spot of trouble and wondered if you could maybe go check on them. Well, I, I can do that. I... I heard about uh, some shenanigans out in the desert tonight, so... Yeah. I was heading uh, out there, but I, I can turn around. I think it's best to go ahead and check on them, but don't... If they don't respond, don't go in. It might not be safe. We might need to come and clean house. Oh. All right. I think there's, uh... I think there's, like, bad guys after them? Or do you think it's something weird? 
I think it's something weird. Okay. All right. Well, I'll, I'll drive out there. I'll check it out. All right. Thank you. Probably going to take me, I don't know, 45 minutes or so. All right. Get you got there. my pager number, right? You can. Yeah. Yeah. I can give you a call. Yeah. Hit me if you find something. Sure. So he'll head out there. No problem. Cool. I love the idea of the poor police force in this town. They're just going everywhere. <laughs> You're just like, running around yeah. all over the place. Because <laughs> it's not like it's not like they have 150 people on staff, right? No. Like it's a, it's a small town, so like it's just murder <laughs> and chaos and madness. Dave, I think this is a good time for you to uh, enact the plans that I slacked you earlier and uh, complete my heist. all right let's go to the scene of danny coming out of the bank (laughs) with two big satchels with the dollar signs painted on the front yeah exactly yeah and my my little mask it's yeah like a domino mask um well, it, while um, while everyone's making phone calls and stuff, I was uh, hoping to uh, get up out of the charger and um, put my uh, the the other you know the new torso and head mm-hmm. up on the work table and just start like cleaning and doing maintenance and you know checking to see like what do I need to do before I can install this you know like. Like I already took the eyeballs out of it, so that's going to be a whole thing, and you know. Sure. Um, but uh, you did take the like. One of the bonuses you took with the eyeball swap is that eyeball swaps are no longer going to be a big issue. Oh, that's right. So these so, are now plug and play. Yeah, they're like yep. USB sticks. Yeah, with eyeballs on them. <laughs> Just. So it's an eye drive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got to be careful because there's going to be a company in a couple of years going to start. Patenting yeah. everything with eye Except in front of it. Eyeballs is a different thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's a literal iPod. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I, I just want to I want to get that out and kind of get to work. And I think at this point, pretty much my whole torso is uh, skinless. Right, yeah, I mean, much. isn't that kind of what was happening? Yep. Um, and I've got my jeans on or whatever. You're like, and my face is on. Like I have everything from the neck up. <laughs> um, but then just this like almost black carbon fiber uh, like machinery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. That works for me. Um. The uh, the thing I need you to do is now that you're up and out of the chair, mm-hmm. I'd like you to roll a <coughs> tech program. Mm-hmm. Difficulty two. Well, I'll tell you, this player didn't open any character sheets or dice rollers. So, oh, all right. <laughs> that's, I'm that's, glad you came you know ready what? to play. I, I'm doing a good job, and everyone's proud of me. <laughs> Um, but I'm almost certain that that's five dice, so I'll just okay. roll five dice. Oh, and don't worry about your your conditions are cleared. 
Oh, okay. For like, having been broken. Yeah, your reboot cycle has cleared your. Okay. Uh, oh, I have. Oh no, I only got one six. I, I'm going to just double check that I only have five dice at this, but I'm almost certain that that's the case. Okay. Finally, get this PDF open. Uh, you said tech program. Yes. Uh huh. Yeah, five dice was the right number. So. And you got one success. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, as you're putting the head up on the you know on the table, and you're kind of getting everything laid out to start fiddling with it, um. You notice that, like, as you're going to set the head down, your right arm sets it down far more gingerly than you intended. Wait, the torso doesn't have arms and legs, right? No. Oh, okay, so the right arm, my right arm. Your right arm. You were going to, you were just setting things on the table, and you, you they're metal, and you're not particularly worried about them, but like as you're going to set that head down, your hand like <clears throat> decelerates in a way that you did not intend it to. Hmm. Okay. And sets it down gently. Well, now I want to run diagnostic on my arm because that's going to waste yeah. several seconds of work if that keeps doing that. Uh, so... You could do a uh, tech tinker, I think. Okay. No, uh, tech calculate. Sorry. Okay. Because that's going to be a oh. ask the questions. And now that I've rolled tech program, can I spend five XP and raise program by one? Sure. Okay. I didn't want to do it. Like I was meaning to do it, and then you said roll program, and I was like, nope, that's not <laughs> that's not right. Yeah, yeah. Now that yeah, not retroactively, but sure, you can totally yeah. do it now. For future. Okay. Um, great. So I still have, th- I have three XP left now, but um, you, what do you want me to roll? Tech tinker? No, tech calculate. Oh, tech calculate. That's, oh, that's seven dice. That's better. Yeah. Got that under control. <sighs> one, one six. Okay. So you get two questions about your arm. Situation. Okay. Um, why did it just slow down? Uh, like, why didn't it do what I wanted to do? <laughs> okay. The broadest possible question. <laughs> <laughs> do you want me to narrow that down? No, it's okay. Uh, so here's what I'll give you. Um, it did that not because of a mechanical issue. Okay. Like, your arm seems fully functional and... All of the diagnostics on every individual actuator are all fine. Everything there is good. So if it's not hardware... It's got to be software. Yes. Okay. And I already did poorly at that. Um, And I guess my other question is... um, as long as I'm so, this is all regarded re- regarding my arm function. Well, um, I mean, general functionality would be fine. Okay. So. Um, are are the mechanics working as expected? Like, is there any um, like power drain? Is there any like inefficiency left over from the the UV light? 
no, but I will give you that you're currently using more active memory than you thought you should be. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to jot some of that down and then like wave to Cassie while she's on the phone so that she'll come over here when she's done. Uh, oh, also, is wait, Colin's good with computers too, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty good with computers. Okay, so while we're waiting for Cassie to come over, I'm, I'm going to say, hey, hey, Colin, can you uh, look at this? Look at this readout. I mean, we're going to, we need Cassie too, but like, as a starter, does this, and I think, you know, we probably have screens, right? Of like, sure. can I like yeah. plug my diagnostic cord in and. <laughs> They just does it just like go in your ear or something? Uh, no, 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 it's it's here. It's on the it's on the screen here. <laughs> um, but um, this is this is using more memory than it should. But whatever it is is happening here is strange, and I can't put my finger on it, so to speak. Um, right. Do you see anything weird here? Let me take a look, and this will be what would this what would what would I roll for this one? Uh, it would probably be tech calculate also. Tech calculate. Are all my conditions cleared as well, or uh, what do you have? Uh, I think I, I think I was up to three. Upset, scared, and exhausted. Like injured? Oh no, I think I was up to four. Injured as well. Mm. Uh, well, I don't think you've had time to clear injured. Okay. But I would be willing to let you get away with, like, losing upset or whatever. Like, you have had a victory here. Like, okay. your friend survived a, a bad thing, and you're not right. in any direct danger, and you're hanging out with all your friends. So you could totally, you could totally clear the non-physical one. All right. And that goes for everybody here. All right. Let's go. No successes. Damn it. These are bad bits. Okay. Uh, I can't read this. It's so, too much food. It's, uh, but like, you, you do see that, like, Crash's standard amount of, like, free memory is X amount, and he's, like, 50% usage higher than he should be. Mm. Considering he's not doing any... Like, you're not... Crash is not sitting there trying to figure out something complex, and he's not trying to remember a lot of stuff at the same time, or do some complex actions. Yeah, yeah you're using a lot more yeah. a lot more memory than you're, you're supposed to. Yeah, okay. That's what it seemed like to me. Um, what happened? Uh, I don't know. I was just going to do diagnostics on my, on my new pieces here. Um, yeah. And my arm was acting a little strange. And, uh, I, you know, I want to have Cassie look at it too, but at, at least now if I, you know, pass out or, you know, lose the ability to speak or something, then at least you I can. Know. Yeah, I can uh, tell her what's going on. Yeah. That's really weird. I mean, huh. Huh. Yeah. Do you feel any different? Not really, but my arm didn't do what I wanted it to do, which is strange. That yeah. makes me feel like a passenger in my body. Yeah, that's not a good feeling. Mm-mm. So I'm probably done with my phone call by now. I'll wander sure. over. 
you guys looking at? Is everything okay? No, no my <clears throat> my arm did a, a weird thing, and it um, so I ran a diagnostic, and there's w way too much memory going. C Colin, how did you describe it? It's like you're you. It's like there's you're using more memory than you normally do. You know, like like his operating system is sort of jacked up, or there's something else maybe in there. Uh. Crash, uh, let me run a diagnostic or two. Yeah, okay. Um, and I want to run a couple checks on him. Colin just said something that made Cassie's eyes go, uh-oh. <laughs> um, oh, is Cassie visibly concerned? There, there's, like, a microsecond of, like, Eyes too big. Uh, everything's fine. <laughs> Back to normal. Very normal face. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, I want to look for any code that we didn't write because it sounds like there's a ghost in that machine. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, to her. She's like, we just put eyes oh. that had a different robot consciousness in them in your head, and now you're having memory and this problem. Yeah. <laughs> Who's in here? Uh, so why don't... Alright, you can either do Tech Calculate or mm -hmm. Mind Investigate, whichever is better. Tech calculate is very slightly better, so we're gonna do that. And then Jay, you can roll an extra die to help out. Already oh. involved. I'll roll something new. Hey, I rolled a success. Hey. This is a good roll for Sam. Look, it's the best first success I've rolled in weeks. Together, we've got three sixes. Yay! Hey. So with, with Jay's. And yours, that's four total successes? No, no, three total. Uh, oh, you had two and he had... Okay, very I had good. two, yeah. Okay, so uh, you get four questions. Okay. About Crash and his state of being. Okay. Um, well, first question is, is there a foreign consciousness in Crash's body? Um, not a full consciousness, but there is, uh, absolutely some other process outside his control running on his hardware. Okay. Um, okay, once we've identified that, I think she would look for, like, is it localized or is it running in the entire system? Like, Well, I don't... Okay, you guys answer for me a question, because this is up to you guys. Uh, how... Because it comes down to, like, how Crash works, right? Mm -hmm. So, is Crash, like, a single super powerful computer processor? 
Or is he like a distributed network of many processors that all work hmm. together? Hmm. I, I think originally he was one, yeah. but I imagine maybe we had to expand it over time. What do you think, Sam? Well, I think for safety purposes, Cassie well, would want to build in some redundancies, like redundancy. in case he an arm or something, <clears> like, <throat> you know, or, or if, you know, God forbid your head was destroyed, we could, crash could still be saved, like if some of your consciousness is stored in like, the torso and the leg and whatever. Is, is he running like a raid five? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I think yeah. you're right. Probably originally he was centralized, but uh, okay. Uh, so it looks like it looks like several of the the processors in the head are where this process is run. Okay. All right. So now I have one more question. Uh, two more, I think. Does it seem like we could run, say, like a debugging program on him and remove that code? Uh, you absolutely crashed. You absolutely could do that, but it would require a roll. Okay. And by require a roll, like I, if you tried it and didn't get the successes you needed, it's not like you're going to erase crash. Yeah. Like I'm not a jerk like that. That's terrible. Right? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like it would be like you do not successfully remove the malicious. Yeah. Um, let's see. Last question. Does it seem to be harming him in any way? No. I mean, like, and every diagnostic that you can do on yourself, Jason, is fine. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, I... I would assume that, like, if you started trying to do complex tasks that required more memory to, to accomplish, that yeah. you would come up against, like, uh, an upper limit of how much you could do because part of your processing is used. I, I figure but, it's like, you know, you're running, the system checks, and everything looks fine and nominal, but your system fan is still sounds like it's about to launch into space. And yeah, you're yeah. like, why? What are you doing? <laughs> What's <laughs> going on in there? Yeah. Why, yeah. fan? Yes. Okay, so crash. Uh, oh, go ahead. Real quick, um, <coughs> you. I know that you have some radio equipment here in the lab, as you've used it to contact the robots on Robot Island. Oh yeah. In the past, so I will say that it. Uh, you can hear it starting to do like some transmission. So it's broadcasting something? Yeah. Something much like a fax machine or old modem signal. All right. Well, you have a ghost. 
Okay, I hate that. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> maybe I should shut down so I can't yeah. accidentally hurt somebody. I don't. It's small. It's localized just to your head. And uh, yeah, but I'm using that. I know. It's it's all right. I think we could <laughs> run, a, you know, mental virus program or something and just get it out of there. But it is broadcasting something. I'm guessing since we put those eyeballs from this head into your head, that there might have been a little remnant of uh, the guy who stole my body. The guy who stole your body. Yes. Yeah, I was just going to, you know, I put that up on the work table. I was going to like format the whole thing because I was worried about anything left in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we probably should have done that to your eyeballs before we put them I didn't even the think he could like get in through your eyes. That's. Well, the good news is, is it's not like a, there's not a full consciousness or anything in there. It's just a little rent. So it's just whatever was in the eyeball. Yeah, well, I still want to try a purge uh, of some kind. Well, definitely. Uh, it does seem to be broadcasting something. <clears throat> well, I don't know if you want to maybe try and figure out what that is before we purge it. I think we should listen That's to it. Um, yeah, let's listen to it while I put the um, x-ray vest over my head, though. Okay. Well, uh, you do have some level of wireless transmission from your body. Crash. Huh? I thought we established that in the past. No, I, I think I remember something like that. Yeah. I can't like just listen to radios and stuff, but uh, there's something. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember what it was. That's what I was basing this. Okay. Um, all right. So, uh, sorry, Sam, what was it you just said? Oh, the, uh, if you're down for listening to it, then you should do that. Oh, right. Yeah, I just don't want it to broadcast out of here somewhere. We we should know what it's sending before we let it do that. Oh, yeah. I don't remember when it was out of character, but I remember we had established you had a like lead vest like you get at the dentist's office. Um, yes. That, that cover. So I'm yeah. going to run and grab that and just put it over my head. Okay. It was when we built the facilloscope, but we had to make sure that Crash wasn't uh, targeting it. Oh, yes. Perfect. That's right. It came back. All right. I I was really going for the tinfoil hat. (laughs) That's that's, this game is all about the conspiracy. Yeah. Yeah. It's lead. Lead's even better than tinfoil. Lead is better than tinfoil. tinfoil All right. Just don't look at it. Um, you, like, you're able to hook up, uh, like, a, a con- computer to decipher this this broadcast, and it's essentially, like, uh, a transmission of the location of this lab. Oh, rude. Dip. That's not good. We gotta shut that down. Yeah, I think I should power and, off while you figure this out. Well, this is and you've successfully blocked it from finishing the whole location, but it's definitely got it in the area, right? 
Mm. Like, it's it's the it's like an old school GPS receiver that was like you're somewhere within a thousand feet of this spot mm. on the Earth. Like before we all got <clears throat> little tiny pocket ones that find you within three feet. <laughs> um, the old ones were very less accurate. Um, so it, it's kind of like it narrowed it down to this part of town or whoever it might be before you block the signal. Then. Got it. Okay. Well, that's not good. We're going to probably want to choose it out of here not in the not-too-distant future. Um, but we should probably scrub that thing from your system. Yeah. Um, I've never really been conscious during that kind of a system check, but maybe if I am, I can help. Yeah, I don't see why you wouldn't be. Yeah, it might be a little disorienting, but it shouldn't be painful or anything. Yeah, I think it's less... I'm I'm more... uh, I feel more connected to my body, if that makes sense. Yeah, of course. So, so uh, I'll need a tech program roll. Okay. And I'll let Jason roll two dice. One oh, for help. helping and one for the... You have accepted the fact that you're a robot and you can control things consciously. So it's like your body is a tool. You know. Well, my two dice add up to six. Oh, well. That's nice. They knew what you were hoping for. Well, I'm gonna um, mark a condition and re-roll. Nice, okay. <laughs> also, did not get any successes. And this is uh, how I kill the party. Do I re-roll my help dice as well? You would re-roll your help dice. Wait. These dice are hateful. Yep, well, those hate me too. Five. Yeah. Nope. Okay. So this is just going to be an ongoing problem for a little while. Because mm. you uh, you attempt to delete the software, but are unable to get it. It's mm. slipperier than you anticipated. You're not there. Okay. So, as you essentially, you know, it's it's like the computer equivalent of like Benny Hill, right? Like <laughs> you load in some software and it starts to try and clear it out, and it shifts to another part of this distributed network, and yeah. Uh, so, so that's that's not uh, that's not working right now. But I will give you for free that you're able to stop it from transmitting. Okay. Like you can, okay. Like, you're able to shut down the transmission feature of Crash. Okay. It does indicate that it's at least semi-intelligent and self-aware. Um, maybe it would be like a pet. Oh, yeah. Like a digital pet of some kind. Yeah. You should keep an eye on it. Check on it every yeah. once in a while. Oh, we God. Don't know I created Tamagotchi. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like to think that it speaks to you in sign. Yeah. 
like Just my signing to you right hand signs <laughs> to my left hand <laughs> It just does like shadow puppets on the wall. Oh yeah. Yeah. Every time you go to take a shower, it writes up messages in the steam uh-huh. <laughs> and you're like, stop it. Stop it. Wait, why am I taking a shower? I forgot again. <laughs> <laughs> just as long as it's not a senior Wences thing. All right. That one. Uh, but for now it doesn't seem to be doing anything malicious. Okay. For now. But I will remind you that the dude whose consciousness is likely the source of this messing around with you, he was, like, uh, an experienced roboticist slash programmer. and Uh-huh. Yeah. Didn't he own that facility that we accidentally... Yeah, he was, like, the vice president there that was in charge of that whole military bot program. Yeah. Okay. Well. Um, okay, so that's fine. This can be a later problem. Um, we'll, what's we'll next on our... Yeah. What? what? We'll, we'll take another crack at it later. Yeah. So we'll we'll yeah. get it. Don't worry. Uh, so by now, I'd say... Um, Uh, you know what? I say that uh, Nick, you probably Danny, sorry, gets a uh, gets a all's well at home page from um, uh, from Lisa. Lisa, yes, thank you. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna do a call or something, but um, cool that uh, she got home. He got your dad, and they've driven out of town, right? Um. He's like, it's safer if we just head up to Vegas for a couple of days. I told Dad that I was treating him to a bunch of the different buffets. Great. Um, make sure that you write down some of his uh, observations. It's always hilarious to see what he thinks about how the food is cooked. Sure. <laughs> for sure. Um, I'll... Uh, I'll uh, Give me a call when you get checked in and um, give me your room number and everything, and I'll let you know if there's uh, any problems or uh, as the situation changes. Sure. Yeah, she's, she's happy to happy to do that. Uh, let's see. Mm, it's probably been enough time that you do get a call from... Old Sheriff Brody. Okay. Um, and he he says that he's gotten out to the uh, the place where these guys live, uh, and that there's no answer when he knocks on the door. Damn. Care to share the address? Well. I wouldn't say it's an address. Or as close as you can get to an address. But start heading out of town towards Vegas. And when you get to that big rock that looks like a looks like a, a like a drunk guy leaning on the side of the hill. Ah uh, yeah. You know that rock when well, you turn up there 
you get out a ways, you'll see the place. They've got it set up with those, oh, you know, like Jimmy Carter put on the White House, those solar panel things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they've got a bunch of those out here. So you'll see those first. Uh, and then when you get to, there'll be a big gate. And the gate's got a bunch of cameras on it. Uh, you go on through that gate, you'll see my truck. Okay. Uh, I will try and meet you there as soon as possible. Well, enough. I'll, I'll keep this place on lockdown. Thanks. Uh, so I have good news and bad news, everybody. Yeah, the, what, are, are they okay? Uh, well, the good news is I know how to find them. The bad news is there was no response. Well, that's not good. They're probably plant food. Yeah, which means that we've got a plant problem out there that we should probably see, too. Hey, is the... This might sound dumb, but is the sun enough to stop that thing? Well, I, I mean, that guy made it all the way here. Yeah. In the middle yeah. of the day. I'm just... Not here. Wait, is it daytime? Out of character? Um, It was night when we came here. We don't know how long he was here. That's right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's still pretty middle of the night. Yeah. So it could also be that some of it got loose in their house and they left and they don't have any way to get in touch because they had to go running out of there. Also could be, but which in which case means the house is full of that plant, which is not good. Um, yeah, we can't have that spreading. Definitely not. Cassie, do you have do you have supplies to rig up some more of these things? Uh yeah. I think we could probably scrounge supplies to make a few more of those lights somewhere around the lab. Yeah. Yeah. We should probably That's not bring, even a roll. Bring fire as a backup. Yeah, fire would probably also work, especially if they're not in there or if they're already dead. Okay. All right. Um, before we do leave the lab, I mean, can I just shut down the loop remotely, real quick? Oh, absolutely. Down the portal. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, geez, I almost forgot. Thanks. Uh, glad you remembered, Cassie. Oh yeah. So How could I this is going to be another tech program role. Oh good. Um, just to get into the secure network, uh-huh. you you once you do like I, I'm only it's only one you only need one success. Because I remember you specifically said that you've left a back door. Yeah. So, like, you're not going to have to make another roll to access the control system. Two successes! Hooray! Uh, So, with your first success, you get into the system and you can remotely shut down that whole accelerator situation. Uh, With your second success, uh, you can choose one of the following. Um, give somebody a plus one or success if something related to this in the future. Uh, you don't need to roll to overcome this problem again. 
so you'll just be able to access the loop computer system anytime you want. Uh, you do it quickly. You do it quietly. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the one. You get new or unexpected information. <laughs> or you show off. Oh. Very tempting, my boss. Oh, those are tempting. I feel like the most useful thing on the discovery to show off, though. No, I, uh, I don't want to. Just to show, to off. show off? <laughs> I basically, I want to be able to just turn the loop on and off when I want to. That was what I was going to suggest. <laughs> that seems totally not like a dangerous power for her to have. You, you have successfully defeated their level of security. Uh, so you now can, without even a roll, you can access the loop facility. And because you already have access to the controlling the actual loop part separately, now without any roll, you can turn on or off or manipulate where that portal may appear. All of that. Um, uh, it occurs to me that we could just open a portal underneath of the scientist lab and goodbye. After we check it first, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yes. We should definitely check to see if they're in there first. Yep. <laughs> That's what I thought you were going to say. Well, but if they're in there, aren't they going to be like that guy? Oh, yeah. There's if like they're the not idea. answering. I mean, yeah. there's not. Unless they're somehow cornered and they, we don't know what they have in there or if they've got a panic room, they're crazy enough that they might. That's fair. They might have a panic room. I, I guess. I guess. You're right. You're right. I don't know what I was thinking. We should check it out. Yeah. Before we commit to potential murder, I'd like to make sure of what we're doing. Right. That's why we have to check. What did I miss? (laughs) Uh, So, uh, we're going to go check on the scientist. And Cassie was like, hang on, I can turn off the portal. Um, But I rolled good, and now I can just make a portal wherever I want. Okay. She suggested helpfully that instead of going to burn down the scientist lab, we could just open a portal under it. Oh, yeah, if we have to get rid of it. Yeah. Yeah. And then Midge helpfully pointed out that we should maybe go check and see if they're in it first. Yeah, we should go oh. check it out. We've got the, the, the infrared lights. Uh, I mean, we could, you know, we could yeah. check it out with that, and then if it's, if it's a total, you know, train wreck, then mm-hmm. portal it away. Yeah. Yep. Now, in the shutting down that you want to accomplish with mm-hmm. turning off the portal, do you want to like shut it down and lock it turned off, or do you want to like? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't want just anybody opening up portals. Okay. That's Government totally fine. Yeah, only a responsible scientist should have access to that feature. <laughs> 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 Excuse me. Uh, so yeah, you guys are 
You've, and thus, the Pax Cassie was created. <laughs> She's like that little kid in the Twilight Zone episodes now. Like, don't make me mad, and portals appear under people and they drop through <laughs> yeah. to the vampire crabs. Cassie will send you to the cornfield. <laughs> don't give her ideas. <laughs> All right. Uh, so yeah, you're, you guys are good to go. That is all shut down and secured for now. It would take some serious effort for another party to reaccess that system. Sweet. All right. I guess, uh, are we piling in the cruiser? Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like it. Yep. Cool. Um, by the way, just in case it wasn't obvious, somehow the men in black or whatever they are, they must have something tapped. There's no way they could have gotten out to that site so fast. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. As much weird shit happens in this town, they've got to be watching it. Are they going to be looking for us? That's what I'm a little bit worried about. I want to wrap up everything with the scientists as quickly as possible and then find out what the hell is happening. Yeah. Because I don't know what's going to happen to the scientists and I don't know if they're going to come looking for us. Should we take it? I mean, your car's real fast would be great, but we take a different car just in case. Oh, well, maybe. Yeah, I mean, the car is a little conspicuous. A little bit. I'm a little reticent to leave behind the cruiser. It's got all my gear and all my official That's true. everything. Well, I mean, we could move some of it to the Jeep. It's got a lot of storage. Could they be tracking the cruiser? I don't know. I if, Though, if they had been, I don't know why they wouldn't have already shown up here. I think they would be here by now if they were tracking it. Yeah, yeah I don't think that's yeah. a thing yet. Excuse me. You're right, and plus, we managed to get away from him once in this, so yeah. I trust your driving. All right, let's go check on these scientists and determine if we've got to open up a portal underneath where they live. Or don't live. We don't know yet. We could just also set it on fire. Yeah. So, well, so we're taking the Jeep? Uh, cruiser. Cruiser. Oh, cruiser, Okay. I'm so we go. piled uh, the lights, the UV lights in the trunk, I guess? Yeah. I'm also going to grab yeah. an aluminum bat out of my Jeep before we go. I was desperately trying to think if there was would be a, a tennis racket here to just to bring it full circle to. <laughs> um, now, uh, before you go, Crash, are you... What are you doing about your whole situation? Oh, I mean, I'm I'm just gonna put. Well, let's see. Um, is it so? Technical question. I, I assume my insides were running even in the presence of like that material that could bleed a little bit and simulate, you know. Yeah. But like, dust isn't an issue, right? Because like my I'm just an open skeletal machine. It, I mean, it would be an issue in the long term sense. Right. Okay. But in the short term, no, it would not be. 
Okay. And like before um, you applied a whole new set of skin, you'd want to clean up. Yeah. You know, use but, the, psh, psh, the <laughs> compressed air. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you probably got clothes in the lab so you could like right. put a long sleeve shirt on and maybe some gloves. Yeah, your overalls and gloves and yeah, but I'm kind of over it. Um, like I'm, I'm explaining my internal headspace. Oh, um, right. That's, and that's why I was asking. I just didn't know which yeah. way you were going to go. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, I think he. <laughs> yeah, he 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 grabs that bat out of the back of the car, and you know, there's like a a little bit of extra skin that he just like rips off and throws on the ground and you know is f- from the waist up a carbon fiber skeleton <laughs> and uh that's so, just so fine is, is is your face off too no no no. Or, i still have my face so you still have okay yeah so so your your torso waist to waist to ne- neck including waist to arms neck. yeah okay. and arms yeah um not knowing your headspace issues i think mm-hmm. that like as you start to walk out towards the car uh danny's gonna go whoa hey uh cra- hold um wait, crash uh hold on there you're um you're missing something well i don't have time to regrow new stuff and you know what i think i'm re- i'm i'm over it danny like i i'm done trying to be something i'm not and that's okay. Um, are okay? Are you sure? I don't need a jacket because I'm not cold. All right, man. Okay. I we- guess let's go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You guys can all pile in the cruiser and hit the road. Um, the drive out there is uneventful. You drive past Drunken Rock up into the desert. Um, and you get out there, and the first thing you see is that there's like uh, an eight foot chain link fence. It's got like the razor wire all the way along the top. Right, and on the other side of that, you see that there's there's a pretty significant number of those solar panels, like the the old school kind that like focus the light into the chamber that heats up that kind. It's not like the flat photovoltaic kind, but the, the old crazy kind. Um, the uh, uh, and then you get a little ways farther down. And you see that there's like a big uh, section of a, like a compound where they put up it's it's a series of like two chain link fences, and the second the inner fence has those um, you know those like green plastic things that get slid down inside for like privacy. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. right. So it's got the inner fence is all that. So you cannot see in very well. Like, you know, tiny little bit. Like, if you got up right next to it, you can put your eye right there and peek through, but but that. And the outer, both gates are open, and you see 
the sheriff's Bronco back there parked. And he kind of like, when he sees the headlights coming up, he gets out and he waves. Mm. And just beyond where his Bronco's parked, you see that there's it looks like a couple of old like 1950s motorhomes. Right? Like the the uh, Lucille Ball, Desi Arnaz, like the long, 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 long trailer that mm-hmm. style um, that are like parked out here together and look like they've been cobbled together into a larger living space. But you do not see out here anything except those solar panels and uh, like a satellite dish. Several satellite dishes, probably. All right. Um, I'm going to get out of the cruiser and go around to the back and get my shotgun. Okay. You are uh, armed. Yep. I'm going to get out with my bat. Um, oh, and we brought those uh, heavy-duty UV lights, right? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you can so each have one of those. Yeah, okay. Uh. Well, I guess we should check and see if things are locked up or not. Yep. Front door. Uh, are there any windows on this? Exterior windows on these? There yeah. are, but they seem to be covered over with oil on the inside. Of course they are. Yes. Of course. Is, uh, I'm sorry, so Brody, Brody's not here? No, he's like waiting by his truck. Oh, okay. Like when you pull up and you guys start getting stuff out, like he kind of strolls over. And, mm-hmm. All right. Well, I tried a couple more times and nobody knocked, and nobody came when I knocked. All right, that Did is you a bad sign. Try the door. I mean, uh, like I know, I know you didn't go in, but did you try the door? No, I didn't want to mess with it. You don't okay. live to be an old cop around these parts if you go opening doors when you're told there's weird shit in there. Yeah, that's a good uh, a good point. Um, Does he have any reaction at Crash? I, that's what I was just about to get to. As soon as Crash <laughs> talked to him, yeah. Um, <clears throat> let me. Uh, he does a double take. Uh huh. But really, like he kind of looks, and then he looks again, and then he's like, "Meh." <laughs> like, <laughs> like this not, is only the third weirdest shit thing I've yeah, seen today. <laughs> not not the weirdest shit I've seen out here in this desert. That's for sure. Thanks. But he's like, now, I, I mean, do you want me to back you up going in there, or you all going in there? I, well, I want to assess the situation first and figure out if anybody needs to go in there in the first place. And only going to know that by at least getting the front door open. Uh, if I could suggest maybe maybe let me open the door because I can leave my arm if I need to, and that would be more difficult for you. Only slightly. Yeah, I don't okay. Think- <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's see if it's locked up first. Okay. Uh, so you get up to the door, and you try the handle, and it feels pretty solidly locked. 
does it look like um is it the kind of lock that could be picked uh yeah there's like it, it's just a regular looking doorknob with a lock in it and then there's a deadbolt mm. okay so it's possible to pick both I'd let you do it with one roll you know yeah, let me see if I can get in there before I ask Crash to do a bad and just yeah. rip the whole thing off of its hinge. I, I feel like Crash was, was like hefting the baseball bat as she gets her lock picks out. He's like, oh, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was just looking at it. So it's a body sneak to pick the lock. All right. That's like all of my dice. I got a success. Okay. Uh, uh, thankfully, it was just one, so you didn't pick find something unexpected again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you uh, you spend a little time, not even a lot of time, and you get the lock picked, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the door seems like it's going to open. Now, do you just want to fling it open, or do you want to crack it open uh, and shine a light? Or what's I your think I'm going to step back and kind of just use my foot to shove it open so that I've got some distance between me and the door. Okay. Uh, I want to have one of the UV lamps ready just in case any tendrils to shoot out. Okay. Oh, important question. Does it open into the trailer or out of the trailer? It opens... Most trailers have outward going door. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Okay. So it opens out. All right. Yeah. That's fine. But you can still do that plan. Like you'll start opening a little bit and then back up and get it with your... Oh, yeah, okay. I totally. mean yeah. that. I was just... Yeah. Yeah, no, no. Good clarification. Uh, so, you uh, you slowly start creaking that door open. And inside, like right as you go in, there's a little desk set up that almost looks like a receptionist desk, right? Okay. Like it's... Sort of like it would be like in a little home office, little home business that might occasionally have someone come here to sign a paper or do something. Mm-hmm. Um, but the desk is just covered in random like newspapers in a bunch of different languages and like photos on the wall. It's that Always Sunny in Philadelphia conspiracy map on the wall <laughs> with yarn and everything else going all over the place. Um, and like, so it looks like someone at one point was trying to set up or run this as a business, but then descended into the madness of conspiracy belief. Um, and then there's a, a doorway that goes further in, but without stepping inside, you but you do not see any horrible plant monsters in this first room. Uh, if I get to that other door inside, well, I understand you much better. If I can get, sorry, yeah, that. Um, There's another get robot. Into- Run! Oh, no, oh, get no. it, get it, Victoria. Um, get into that second door and knock on it and call out really loudly. Hello. Um, you do not get any response. <clears throat> Great. <laughs> uh, you guys ready with the lights back there? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep. 
same trick with the door. Okay. This one opens in, so it's even easier. You kind of push it and shine your flashlight in there. And in this room, it looks like a very much more crowded and less successful version of Cassie's lab. <laughs> right? Uh, where it's just floor-to-ceiling boxes in shelving units that have cords hanging out and stuff and various electronic-y junk bits all over the place. Uh, like, across the ceiling, there's places where, like, power cords have been, like, stapled to the ceiling to get from one side of the room to the other. And it's very much the design falling far behind function uh, of a room. Um, but in here, you see on the desk, there's the container that uh, you guys gave them with the plants in it. And the lid is off. Uh, and you see that there's some of the plant stuff has kind of come out and attached itself to some items around the desk that are plugged in. Um, and like, it's just sitting there and like, it's got the little tendrils waving in the air, like I described before. Uh, but it seems like it's very much attracted to the electrical outlets you know, there's a computer on the desk, so it's like in inserted itself into the disk drive. It's probably like it's probably got one of those uh zip drives, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Sitting there next to it and like a whole stack of those and like it's gone into that and little tendrils are kind of flapping out the front. Like that. Ugh, gross. But um... no sign of any person covered in it. Hmm. That's good. Well, let's light this motherfucker up and go in a little further and make sure nobody's in here. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, you don't even have to roll to use the lights, right? You guys figured out in the previous episode. So you shine the lights on the, the stuff and it makes its creepy plant scream. And <laughs> Sort of dissolves into some powdery ash. Just uh, one one thing, guys. Don't cross the streams. <laughs> don't shine it at each other. <laughs> it would be bad. Yeah, these could <laughs> really hurt you guys. Be careful. <laughs> it devolves into kids playing flashlight tag. No. <laughs> <laughs> once. <laughs> no, no. These aren't powerful enough they're going to immediately harm somebody. No, but you but, could get your sunburn. Absolutely. And like exposure to one of these things would very much end up with you having to deal with having <clears throat> skin cancer. Just get melanoma. Off. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> okay. Do you go in to the next room and it's like it almost looks like a bunkhouse right there's like three individual beds that each have sort of like pull across curtains mm. right and then the, down the other side of the, the the area there's a bathroom but at the end by the last bed there's a big spot where there was a carpet on the floor 
and the carpet is thrown aside. And beneath it, it looks like there's like a, you know, like a basement door hatch. Mm-hmm. Oh, like the thing from the trailer goes down into the ground? Mm-hmm. Oh. Ooh. Uh, I'm going to knock on the hatch door. There are no plants in this room? Not that you can see. Just going to shine the light on the walls and... Yeah, I'm good measure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can totally sweep this room with it, and no, you don't have any. No squealings. No, nothing like that. No ash poofing down at you. Nothing. Um, but you knock on the the basement hatch, and it like it sounds real solid. <laughs> like, uh, so why don't? Crash, hit it, hit it with the bat. I don't know well, if they can hear. I mean, that looks like a blast door. Well, I don't mean I, was, I don't mean to open it. I just mean, like, make some noise. Oh. I was going to say, everybody can make their individual uh, mind investigate. Oh, okay. <laughs> so weird not having any conditions. Yeah, how does that work? <laughs> One success. One success. No success. No successes. Okay. So, uh, the one success, folks, you realize that on the wall behind some curtains, there's a little, it almost, it's about the size of like a outlet plate. But it's got like the push the talk button, almost like 1966 <laughs> Star Trek. The little intercoms on the wall. Oh yeah, <laughs> right. Like it's it's got no the, Dave. Dave, embrace it. It's exactly like that. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, exactly to spec. It's even got like big kachunka chunka buttons on the side. Uh, the whole thing. Uh huh. So it's yeah, it's right there behind the behind the curtain. I, I'll I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go up to it and, and uh, press one of the buttons and and go uh, hello. So the first button you hit, and it it makes that a bosun's whistle noise, right? <laughs> um, oh, that's 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 not right. Um, and and then like. A voice comes on the other end and goes, "Who is that?" Hey, it's I, I. I think you know my friend. I don't think you know me. My name's Danny. Who's this? What are you doing in the trailer? We are after some exotic flora. No, Danny, that's so, not right. We're after an alien plant. So yeah, that's yeah. So exactly. Rich, Rich made it out. He sent help. Um, short answer is yes. Yeah, he he made it out, and he uh, he sent help. He sent help. 
Oh, alright. You made it you didn't get any of that shit on you, did you? No, no. We we have uh we have lights. We have lights that kill it. And like you kinda hear like whoever was talking into the speaker, like, has turned their head and they're like, See, I told you. I told you we should have gotten some of them sterilizing lamps. But no, you cheaped out. You didn't want to install them in the trailer. And he comes back and he goes, so you got it all, huh? It's safe to come out? Uh, and we got everything that was in that other room where the where the tank was. Was it anywhere else? No, I don't think so. Then it's safe. All right. And I turn back to everybody and kind of shrug and mouth for a given value of safe, I guess. Safe for here. So, um, you hear, like, it sounds like a big bank vault lock, right? Like, chunk, chunk. Uh, And then the the little hatch in the floor starts to open up and uh as soon as it cracks open there is like like everybody in here um you feel like wind blow at you oh, right wow. um like the air pressure on the other side of this thing is set to be higher than the room mm-hmm. you're in so it's blowing outward and uh, then the the hatch opens up, and the the two other guys. There's the dude in the suit, right? And then there's the other, like the older dude with the crazy Coke bottle glasses. And they both come out and go, "All right, well, thanks, thanks for coming out." Yep. Uh... And like beyond them, down the hole, like you see that there's like stairs that go down to like a crazy hatch. Yeah. Right? Well, like, like 1950s fallout shelter. Yeah. 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 Oh. Looks like a great place to hide some uh, robots. Yeah. Is there a button down there they have to press every 130 minutes? <laughs> <laughs> well, but they, happy to help. They come out and they're like, did, uh, Rich, come back with you? Rich didn't make it. Yeah. Um, he he got to the lab, but he uh, was fully infested. Yeah, the Holy plant shit. consumed him. Oh. Uh. Well, damn. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for coming, though. And you you can see the one guy, and he actually starts to tear up a little bit. Like, he's doing that, like, awkward... awkward blink to not Mm. actively (laughs) cry. Mm. Hey... Do you need... I mean, we're a bunch of strangers in your house. Do you want us to... We can. We should probably get out of here, but... Um, you know, 
if you ever need someone to talk to, we know this is a real weird kind of place. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, just so you know, I guess. Actually, there is something that you guys can maybe help us do to help avenge Rich and the craziness that's come from all these portals. Uh, You know about the guys running the facility, you know, the, I'm sure you have seen this, some of this crazy stuff that we've seen with the loop and the security and whoever is overseeing all of it. I think they've tapped into the police station and our communications Oh, maybe right. it's something we could trace. Man, I started doing that Sheriff Brody voice, and I can't stop doing it. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> get stuck in your teeth. <laughs> that really sticks in my crawl. All right, um, uh, like you can see the one dude, and like he immediately narrows his eyes and gets that like determined, angry face, mm-hmm. and he's all. Son of a bitch must pay. <laughs> <laughs> and then he walks uh, into the, like, he kind of squeezes past everybody and gets into that lab room. And he sees that dust all over everything, and he's like, damn, okay. But he goes over to what looked like just a rack of boxes and stuff. And he reaches in to, like, between two boxes. And he pulls on something, and that whole thing slides to the side. And on the other side is, like, the best way I could describe it would be, like, and this is going to sound terrible, because I know this is a horrible actual setup, but it's like that computer hacker station from Swordfish. (laughs) Right? (laughs) So it's like... It's got, like, six monitors all hooked up together and, like, a keyboard. And, like, you can see in the corner there's, like, a whole server farm that's all connected together. And, uh, like, uh, on the other wall there's all these battery backup banks um, for it. And he sits down and, like, does the Mr. Scott, like, knuckle crack (laughs) <laughs> and like this starts to go to town on the on the computer. Hello computer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, how quaint. Uh so he gets to work on it uh and he goes Give me a half hour. And half an I hour. promise that they're not going to be hearing anything from you for a long time. Okay. All right. Um, I like this plan. So, why don't you, Mac, roll a heart contact? And this will kind of determine how effective they are. Oh, come on, Dice. I really want this to happen. Oh, shit. Um... Whatever, it's the last game. I'm going to push it. Do it. I'm going to mark upset because I'm very upset about people potentially breaking into my 
stations communication. Sure. Sometimes you have to push it. Push it. Thank you. Thank you. Yep. <laughs> well, I was waiting to see me. who would crack first. Yeah, I was biting my lip on the <laughs> push it. <laughs> that did not help me. Okay. No. Shit. All right. Here's what happens. He gets going, and you can see that, like, it is 100% the, like, Hollywood hacker scene, right? Like, he's mm-hmm. opening up a bunch of windows that are have, like, text scrolling by in, like, ten windows. It's like and, typing on two keyboards. Yeah, there are two the people typing on one keyboard. The characters are flashing in his face for some reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, the camera in this show would rotate and be aimed at his face, and you'd see, like, the uh, Ridley Scott alien boot up of the computer shining on the helmet, <laughs> right? Like, like, why is there a projector that shines at people? I don't even know. But, um, like, he gets into it. And basically, he manages to sever. Uh, there was a connection between, like, the local police. Well, local, like, all the local emergency services. Mm-hmm. And this agency that has no name, Mm. right? And he manages to sever that connection. So he is confident that you're not going to have to worry about them overhearing you on the radio or phone calls to the station or calling for paramedic, none of that anymore. Sure. But it's not additionally effective because you didn't get more success. Okay, so we're not going to be able to track stuff back. Yeah. Shit. Okay. Yeah, that's... I mean, there's definitely a silver lining there. I just... I'd love to know where they took all the scientists. Mm-hmm. I wonder if it's the same organization that's, you know was sort of running things that created the wear squatch and the super soldiers and, you know, the, the program that uh, Peter got conscripted into. Oh yeah. If, if they're behind all of that, I don't know, maybe somebody, maybe Peter knows how to find them. Yeah. Or does it show where the, 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 the connection goes to? Um, well, that's information you guys kind of know already, Mac, especially, because you went mm-hmm. and you turned in that chunk of crab meat. Yeah. Oh, at yeah. one point. So, like, it goes to them. Like, you, you'd get that for free. But you're not able to, like, access their stuff or info or anything. Or communicate with them, right? I mean, you can straight up call them. You've got their number. Like they gave you a card. Oh, that's I forgot about that. That was that was wow. a while ago. I forgot. Yep. Yep. Not to be mixed up with the animal control guy. No. <laughs> yeah, he never got back to you. That bastard. <laughs> that guy was a dick. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was the worst. 
Uh, speaking of things that are fuzzy in my memory, did we have clues about where Victoria went or we just uh, like she was just gone when we got back? Well, no, we, we picked up two signals and we followed one, which led to the guy who was putting his brain in, in your body. Oh, yeah. We and so, yeah, I think we went west, but we also had a signal that went north or south. I don't recall. I think yeah. it was south, but yeah. yeah. Okay, that's fine. I just, me, the player, <laughs> yeah, I've not gone back to, to listen to all 15 episodes. What do you mean you don't have 100 hours to review before each episode? <laughs> well, he doesn't have a commute right now. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, where do you work? Uh, Seattle. Uh, okay. Where do you live? <laughs> Burbank. What? I've got something for you to learn. <laughs> yeah. Well, we can't just leave all those scientists in the hands of. Uh, I know. I'm just wondering. We could call them out directly, but we'd have to have some sort of plan to go with that. That's for sure. Or some kind of leverage to scare them into letting the scientists all go. Yeah. Um, but it seems like that's not something we're going to be able to get without um, showing up to acquire leverage. Um, you said they had an office in town, right? Well... They had representatives by the loot facility, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah, they yeah they had a like there was an office that you could go to. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a physical office, but I mean, I guess we could start there. I mean, it might have clues for. I'm sure that's just a front. I like I get what you're saying, but it might be worth poking around. I mean. On the subject of leverage, we do have the ability to open portal wherever we want in town right now. Mm. Not that I'd want to do that to the town, but if it comes to it, they're what is where they lock them out of the loop. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I mean, maybe in the meantime, too, we could drain the exclusion zone. Oh, yeah. Well, won't that dissipate naturally now that there's not an inrush of water from it all the time? I mean, it wasn't getting bigger, so there's got to be a certain amount of evaporation yeah, or sinking yeah. into the ground or whatever. Yeah, but it'd be an awful lot quicker if we just open the portal at the bottom of it. <laughs> well, no. Wouldn't that create the same problem again with the water? Well, no, because the problem was the other end of the portal was under an ocean, and so the water pressure was high. Right. If we opened it underwater here and in the air there, it the water would go away. Yes. That does necessitate a little bit more 
Well, and opening a portal at any point is going to be very dangerous and we should be extra careful about. So I'm not too keen on doing it myself. Yeah. I I mean, and you're right. It will just dry up eventually. So, uh, yeah. I mean, I kind of feel like we don't know. I mean, what if someone's scuba diving down there or what if one of the robot resistance is driving along the bottom where we open that portal that's, it well, just they seems should, like they shouldn't be driving in that water because that water is robot cancer water. Right. Um. Well, still one one solid summer out here is gonna dry up, dry that thing up. So I, sure. it's probably okay. And if it doesn't, portal it later. Probably yeah. way faster than even a, a summer. Yeah. Like the. You know, there was a six-foot pipe that was shooting water <laughs> into an area. As soon as that stops, it'll drain away pretty quick. Yeah, just like North Hollywood. <laughs> I mean, we could threaten to unleash, uh, release information about the fact that scientists were found and then taken away and don't know where they are. Make it a bad PR story for them. I want to get my family to a safe house before we do that. Yeah, I feel like we do in person. We have witnesses, and we should probably check on them soon. Because if they realize that your parents are not not with the group, not with the group, yeah. Just in case. Okay. So the group consensus on where you're headed next is Crash's house then? Unless one of us has a cell phone. Wait, this scientist probably has a telephone we can use. Oh yeah. I'll let you use the phone. You say they're live. Let us use your phone. Okay. So am I calling to tell them we're heading that way to pick them up or they should meet us somewhere or what's what's our plan? I mean, where would you want to hide them? Or would you want them under, now that we severed the connection that we had with the station, we could probably, you know, have them under, you know, police security. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'd probably feel better if we just picked a random motel at the edge of town or something and only the five of us know about it. Mm-hmm. Um Right about Whatever now, you're comfortable with. Right about now, Danny, you get a page that your sister has checked in and gotten a couple of rooms at Caesars. Okay. For her and your dad. Guys, um This is gonna sound a little weird, but what about Vegas? Yeah. I mean like I, I just Lisa just Lisa just paged me and let me know that they got some rooms at there, um, her and dad to get out of the area. But if you're looking for a place that's gonna, you know, a, a, a million people crash, it's gonna be 
hard to pick, you know, your family out of that. It's not like they can monitor every hotel and every buffet and every everything. Yeah, that's a good point. That's true. That's a good place to send them. Yeah, that's, that makes sense to me. Okay. Um, well, there's still the other car at the house, so they, they can just take that. Um, I'm, I'm going to give them a call real quick. Uh, so, yeah, Dave, I'm going to phone home. Okay. Do you want to role play it out, or do you just want to tell me what you're telling them? Uh, I'll just tell you. The, the I was assuming that somebody answers the phone and it's not just ringing into darkness. <laughs> yes. Yeah. They absolutely okay. pick up the phone. Like, okay. I am done threatening your family for now. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, yeah, I mean, the, the gist of it was, you know, I, I think you should go to Vegas, like pack up right now because the folks who are responsible for that portal are going to want to know where you are. And we have to do something about that you may be our only leverage. Like I'm, I'm putting all that on the table. Right. And then okay. telling them you need to go to Vegas and not tell me what hotel you've checked into, but just give me, you know, page me with a phone number when you can. Okay. And you don't want to yeah. send them to meet up with Lisa and let her help keep them safe. She is a worst watch. She's very strong. Yeah, the crash doesn't know that. Oh yeah. <laughs> I love the partition that you have of there's this the Lisa knowledge, this is the Crash knowledge. Yeah, I, um, I was just thinking about that. At no point was Crash in the same space nope. as yeah. her. We probably wouldn't have had time to mention that either. No, yeah. I mean, like how does that come up in conversation? By the way, Danny's sister's a wire squash. Yeah. Um Actually, like, honestly, I can kind of, I mean, like, I knew that that was a thing, but it didn't occur to me to think that, oh, yeah, let's. Well, but on the other hand, I could also. capable. I could also see Danny, like, interrupting my phone call, like, tell him to go to where my sister is. So, like. For sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, Tell tell him to uh, uh, go to Caesars. Um, Lisa and my dad, they're in room 314 and 316. They're right right next to each other. Okay. Um, and Lisa will be able to to look after them. Okay, does she? Okay, that's fine. And I just like re- relay that, and then get off the phone. I guess like, probably that- in the background you hear your mom saying like, "Okay, honey, go pack a bag. We're going to Vegas for a few days." And your sister's like, "We're going to Vegas for a few like, I don't have to go to school tomorrow because we're going to Vegas. Awesome!" Like she's excited. Because I don't think she's even begun to come down off the emotional high of, I got my parents back, and now we're going yeah, on vacation. We're going <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and probably all their credit cards are expired, so they have to use cash. So that's good. Great. Yeah. Oh, wait. No, they've only been gone six months. I keep, I keep thinking it's been like years that they were gone. No, no. Um, yeah. Okay. Well... I don't know if I would say use cash. Someone very smart in the chat mentioned it, and I don't think Crash is smart enough to say don't use cash. Um, or not smart in that way. Um, but, um, yeah, so I uh, get off the phone with them. Is that okay? Sure. Um, so, Danny, does, does Lisa have, like, a security detail or something? Like, why are they safer there? I, mean, um, I trust you. I just w- want to know why. 
it's a long story, but she can take care of herself and them. Okay. And and uh, I was wrong. There is such a thing as wear squatch. Um, but oh, is your is your sister a wear squatch? <laughs> yes, she totally is. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> okay. Uh, sense. But yeah, they'll they'll she'll I'll let her know that your that your folks are coming and uh, and um. And and to ask her to keep an eye on them. Yeah, yeah. Maddie's going too, so that's that's good. I'm I'm glad. Uh, oh, that makes me feel a lot better. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I guess I will call and let them and give uh, Lisa the news as well. Okay. So like, that and she's like, oh yeah, okay. Um, we can get them space here, and I'll make sure they stay safe. Are you gonna be safe? Uh, yeah, yeah. I've got uh, I, I I've got real good people on my on my team. Okay, you all take care of each other. Okay, we will. Um, I expect we're gonna get together for some of Dad's meatloaf before this is done. One hundred percent. Uh, I, I love you. Love you too, buddy. Probably right. doesn't call you buddy. Right. <laughs> Sorry. I slipped into a parent headspace. Yeah. Um, yeah. She, uh, I, I imagine there's probably some nickname that we don't have to come up with right now. Yeah. But like so, so, something from when we were kids that shows affection. Heart King. <laughs> I love you too, Mark King. Actually, that's great. I'm up. No, Dan, uh, Danny's I, the DA. I, I laugh and then I hang <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. But yeah, she she's like, oh yeah, I'll I'll get some rooms ironed out and tell them to head up to my room when they get here. Great. Um, thanks. I I owe you one. Cool. Okay. Well, we officially have leverage on these bastards. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Should we give them a call and let them know that unless they actually release the scientists, that we're going to start smearing them? Oh, somebody's hmm. got another plan. Hmm. Um. Well, do we? With the portal gone, do we know that they're even doing? That they're not releasing them. I mean, like, I'm not. Here's the thing. I'm not. I'm not on their side, and I'm not playing devil's advocate for them or anything like that. But it's still the middle of the night. We don't know if it's shown up, you know, in the news yet. We don't know if there's anything even on toward going on. And if there's no portal, then there's no proof. Then there's no reason to hold these people. Yeah, but they were also the ones that tapped into police communication when we were having 
people sent to come and take care of them. And they decided to swoop in and scoop them all up in the dead of night without anybody else knowing about it. Well, yeah, when you put it like that. I kind of want to check out their office before we call and tell them we're coming for them. Okay. But that probably goes against police procedure. Like almost everything else that we've done. Yeah, I was going to say. Only almost. Not everything. Yeah. I don't know. Most of us aren't police. Okay. I mean, we had like probable cause to break into those buildings, right? Doesn't that count for something? I have no idea. That's something that I heard. But, uh, yeah, but breaking into and also doing it with civilians in tow. Yeah, but I don't think we have to worry about them pressing charges. Uh, so it's probably irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we can see if we can check out their offices, but there might be people there. We'll need to be as careful as possible, obviously. Yeah, hopefully they won't be there in the middle of the night or in the middle of a operation where they're bringing all these scientists into their secret underground base or whatever. So, well, worst case, wrong? we roll by, decide it's not worth going in, and make the call. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Yeah, I can get behind that. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so, uh, as you guys go to depart, you notice that Brody's gone, but he has left a note underneath your windshield wiper. Okay. That just says, Way to go, Fart King. <laughs> no, it just says, Going to take Marge out to breakfast. Uh, if you need something, call my cell. Because by now, like, the night is mostly past. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it's it's early morning now. You know, the sky is lightning in this pre-dawn hour. Um, and as you're, you're walking out, you're reading the note, you're sitting there at your car for a second before everybody piles in to go, and you hear... Uh... Like, uh, something big is like hits the outer chain link fence around this compound. As you hear, like, like that chain link rattling noise, and you can see the razor wire, like, waggling. I go running outside. Okay. I'm definitely heading out, shotgun in hand. Sure. Uh, and you get out there, and you see, like, kind of like in a bulge that's been bent into the chain link, just sort of pulling himself up. You see a mostly hairless, jacked up looking big creature dude. Uh, um,. That uh, it looks like he's still kind of not all the way healed up from being lit on fire. Oh, um, oh no! But like he's like standing up and kind of 
giving a guttural like kind of noise and then standing a little ways out from the fence what obviously probably pushed him into the fence you see uh very much hairier but very unkempt also large thing that like has shoved him into it and is standing there like like football tackle ready to like get him if he comes at him again Peter and like as soon as you say something like both of them like turn their head and look at you and the the one dude that the burnt guy he's like I'm gonna get you Mm-hmm. And like he starts to take a couple of steps, but then the other dude like comes in and straight tackles him into the fence again. Uh huh. Um, and like is just beating the crap out of him on the ground. Uh, okay, I, I cheer. Is there room <laughs> yeah! for me to? Is there room for me to get involved with the baseball bat? Um, you could do that. So you could do a body force roll. Um, but if you get no successes, you may hit the friendly watch. Okay. Um, but the, um, uh, uh, I would like whoever has the best heart contact to make a roll. Nah, three dice. Well, I have one with my condition. Eight. Oh my god. Eight. Good lord. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god. Wow. Oh wow. Yeah, that's more than me. Okay, get some, Danny. Of course. No, that's it's too many dice. Um, oh no! So, so I'm going to mark a condition because okay. uh, because we got it here. Um, we've been up all night. There's been a lot of bombs dropped. We've done a lot of stuff. I am exhausted. Sure. Okay. So let's try this. Uh, one success. <laughs> it's it's the curse of the too many dice. Okay, yeah, I, I had to roll them in sets of four to get that one. <laughs> that that curse has followed us this whole campaign, in both seasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, like, you know, eventually, like the guy starts to like free himself, and uh, the presumed Peter Squatch. Uh, like, gets up and is, like, he looks back at you. Like, the guy starts taking off into the desert and he looks back at you and he goes, I'm not gonna let him hurt you. And just tears after him into the night. Oh, Peter. Oh. Oh, my. I uh, I hang my head and um, 
I don't even know how to, like, I'm having a moment. I don't know how to describe it. And I think that uh, uh, there's, like, this guilt, shame, uh, like, happiness, um, you know, at the same time. Just there's a, there's a bunch of emotions Danny's kind of uh, shut off. <laughs> processing, processing. Um, but yeah, I I uh, I just kind of go quiet. Um, so yeah, he he fully disappears into the night after the dude. Presumably, yeah, the dude kind of followed you out here, um, and so did Peter. He's actually spoiler alert. He's been following you guys around like. The whole game, mm. um, but you keep missing roles that you like. You got a couple where you noticed him, but you keep missing roles when, uh, yeah, whenever he was around. I I have to do something to help him. Should we chase after them? I don't know if we want to get in the middle of that. Yeah, I already set that guy on fire once. And he did look still kind of jacked up from being on fire. Like, he's he's definitely not got, like, Wolverine healing. Mm-hmm. Right? She's sort of bragging a little to Crash who wasn't there for that fight. Like, I did that. <laughs> That's incredible. You guys faced that thing? Yeah, we had to fight him in the loop before we could get to the portal controls. Yeah, and, and two of his friends. Oh, my God. We should actually probably be on the lookout for them just in case they came with. Uh, One's a teenage girl and the other one's a linebacker, I guess. So just, you know, they don't always, well, and you know what Lisa looks like. They don't necessarily look like what you think they're going to look like. Wow. Okay. You know, I, I don't know if I said it properly, but I, I really can't thank you enough for getting into the loop to get us back home. And, you know, I know I should have said something before going through there. I just, I just had to. We get it. We had to come get you. And everybody's back where they're supposed to be now. Yeah. I uh, I kind of nudge Cassie with my elbow. <laughs> do it. Do a head. Do a head. <laughs> a head pump. What? Hey, uh, Midge, Colin, can you help me with this thing over here? Yeah. Cassie picking up subtle cues since 1983. <laughs> 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 Just right over the head. <laughs> oh, that was weird. I was left. Um, d- you know, while they're before we, I mean, I understand if you don't want to because. 
can I kiss you again? Oh, yeah. Yep, definitely. Th- this isn't a issue? Not in the slightest. <laughs> <laughs> it's out of character laughing. <laughs> mm. Okay. So, yeah, I think we have a moment before going back to the car. Sure. Yeah, she seems vaguely surprised that it's not an issue. She's like, huh. Learned something about himself. Okay. But yeah, you guys, whenever you're done, you can get back to the car. Well, yeah, I mean, we're not like yeah, making yeah. out over there. Just yeah, yeah okay. The moment. Yeah. Just, just a moment. Back from the other That's fine. Make out, yeah, yeah. Like, it can be longer than, uh, like, okay. But it doesn't have to be, like, a two-hour... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, everybody, just wait by the car. We'll be on the other side of this fence. Hold on. Wait. <laughs> I know there was just a weird squatch here, maybe trying to kill us, but it's cool. This is a good yeah, spot. That's, <laughs> no, we're in a hurry. That's, yeah, we're on the same page. So, uh, you guys, from here, you want to head to the... Office building? Yeah, we want to kind of roll by and see if it looks like anybody's home. Okay. Uh, so you head back into town uh, pretty uneventfully. Um, nothing weird seems to strike you as you're driving into town. Um, you get back to the outside of this office. And I'm assuming you're not like pulling right up, up front. No. So, you know, you park somewhere subtle and fine. Yeah, fly casual. For sure. Now, is everybody going to pile out of the car and you're going to go approach the building and search around? Or what's your approach here? I think we were just kind of scoping it out first to see if it looks like anybody is actively around before mm-hmm. we get out. Okay. Um, like, are there 50 cars in the lots? Are there guys patrolling yeah. the door? Um it's actually like it's it's actually like a it's probably like a three story building, um, and it seems like it's got a uh, underneath parking. So it's got hmm. you know like the diehard roll down mm-hmm. uh, cage in front of the garage. Um, Dave, do I have any way there. to like scan for transmissions? Uh, you can absolutely try that. Um, okay. I feel like if there's a bunch of stuff going on here, there's going to be radio signals coming in and out. Uh, if you want to internally check for that, you're going to have to turn your radio back on. Hmm. All right. So you're. I'm perfectly happy to let you do that. But okay. Well, conversation first. Do Do you want me to try to listen for radio signals? Because I'll have to turn that. I mean, that code still wants to broadcast my location. That's probably not in our best of interest, then. I mean, the code's definitely not from these guys. Are are you sure it's just trying to find your location? I mean, it, it wants to. 
it can broadcast my location. If I turn the radio receiver on, it's going to turn that part on too. Um, right, but could it broadcast itself? What What do you mean? Well, this guy put his head in a... I only know of two people who have successfully put a person, a human consciousness inside of a robot body. What if this guy could put his consciousness in other things he can make contact with on the Mm. radio? Hmm. What if he's not trying to get your location, but he's trying to beam himself out? Like, uh, did you guys ever see that movie, Maximum Overdrive? Yeah. Like, oh shit. Just like a whole. Don't go get a soda. Oh, yeah. (laughs) A whole town full of that guy? He was nuts. Hmm. I mean, I don't want him in you, but I don't know that I want him beamed well, everywhere else. Yeah, I mean, he can't do any harm right now. He's trapped, so maybe it's better to leave it that way. I mean, well, you know, Cassie's going to get him out of you. Yeah, yeah. but uh, I mean, for now, I, I, I'll i just leave the radio off. It's better. Yeah. I think we just need to tweak the debugging code and run it a few more times. We'll get him out of there. Yeah. Okay. Um, I have to look does around your, the old fashioned way. Midge, does your police radio scan? Can you do? Can you find other channels or something? Um, Is that I something? Could, I could try. Sure. Uh, it'd be a tech tinker. That's exciting. Somebody else should do that. <laughs> you want me to do it? Here, let me mess with your cruiser. Yeah. Well, that, there's the no way that could go with. wrong. <laughs> no way that anything could go wrong whatsoever. Can, can I help? Sure. That makes perfectly logical sense. I, I recently watched Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, and the scene <laughs> where they build the good robots is oh, yeah. just... It's so ridiculous. It's so fucking good. <laughs> uh, Sorry, spoilers on Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. I gotta watch that again. It's been a hot second. Well, well yeah, with, with the third one coming out, you gotta catch up. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, right. yeah. I'm gonna have a, a absolute viewing marathon. I got one success. Yeah, I got a four. So okay. The okay. so one success will allow you to like you. You know, you lay down in the wheel well, you know, the foot well of the passenger side, and you like start messing around with the back of the police radio. Mm-hmm. Um, and you manage to like basically break the ends off of the spectrum limiter, right? So, like, if you twist the dial instead of only going up to whatever megahertz and down to whatever megahertz, now you can get extra range with it. So, you are able to pick up, um, Well, let me let me roll a die. I know that's not part of this game system. Sometimes it helps me to make decisions. Okay. Uh so you basically you get 
uh, transmissions between what's apparently probably security guys at this place uh, that are talking about like, oh man, I had to come into work early. Um, I uh, like. Ugh. So what? They've got some scientists. Like we're we're neck deep in scientists every day. Right? Like, who gives a crap? Right? Uh, you know, like, they've got them all, they're going through some interviews and stuff. I don't know, but we're supposed to make sure that the building's secure. Like, they're just security guys that are grousing about having to stay late slash come into work early. But it confirms that we've got scientists uh there or in one of their facilities. But it sounds like there specifically. Maybe this building is kind of like the trailer where there's a secret entrance underneath. Maybe. Dave, you said this office was like a portable trailer, right? Like, no, uh, no, no, no. Oh. This office is like a legit three-story building. Oh, shit. Okay. I've had the complete wrong image in my mind. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. They could still have like a downstairs layer of some yeah. sort though who knows how many yeah. below yeah. ground if, if there's levels. under yeah if there's underground parking yeah okay well what do we want to do i'm not really too keen on breaking into this building not knowing what we're getting ourselves into that's entirely fair that's very very fair so I'm hearing scale the outside of it and go into the top. Ooh. That sounds mm. pretty good. How many people can you do you think you could carry? At least one. Okay. It's a lot. They used to do gags with George Steinbrenner, where you know if the they'd sell say half the sold out audience was mad at him. Hmm. Is that the legit plan? You're going to try and scale the outside of the building? Well, no one's told me not to yet, so... Um, I'm thinking maybe anything that has to do with breaking into the building right now is not going to be in our best of interest. Oh, you mean just going in at all? Yeah, I'm just... I'm not... We don't know how many people are in there. We don't know where they're holding them. Yeah. Yeah. Be nice if we knew more. Yeah. How can we learn more? Right what if now? we just like pulled a fire alarm or something? Oh, Ooh. that's a good idea. We've got to have a fire alarm. I bet. Ooh, I could send my mini robot in to pull the fire alarm. I'd rather the mini robot than one of us. Yeah, exactly. It's worth a try. Okay. Yeah, I think that's a good plan. Mm-hmm. And then when the firefighters show up, we steal their outfits, disguise ourselves, and go in and rescue the scientists. I don't know if that's going to work. <laughs> Might be a little much. 
I do want one of those coats, though. Those look cool. Great, those helmets, too. And an axe. Axe beats baseball bat. Mm-hmm. All right. What do I got to roll to get my little robot to scurry uh, in there? That's going to be a body sneak. Oh, I'm not good at that. <laughs> but you do get the two bonus points for your robot. Good. Can I help at all? How? By uh, pointing out some of the pieces that are noisy and maybe could be like disabled while it's doing this job. Like, oh, these three servos are not necessary for. All right. I'll give you one die for that. Okay. I'm also talking to it like it's a person. Well, obviously. Yeah. Like, hey, buddy, we're just going to shut down these ancillary gears. Yeah. I got one success. I did not. Okay. Okay. With one success, you are able to get your robot up. And, like, the front door has one of those mail slots, like, integrated into the door, you know? Like, the little... Like, it's a glass door, but it has that little push slot on the side. So the robot gets up there and, like, pulls open the little slot with one arm and, like, squeezes its body through and slowly, quietly closes it, yeah. Um, And then it scurries across a a lobby and kind of climbs a ficus tree and pulls a fire alarm and then immediately hustles back out the way it came. Um... But you don't, like, you know that it did what it was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. But it, you don't hear anything. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like it immediately started Bastards. with bells ringing and and all that. Yeah, it's, it's probably just up for show. But you do see that, like, inside all of the offices that have windows or all of the rooms that have windows, all of the lights come on. Ah. Well, okay. somebody's definitely home. A lot of somebody's. Inside? Now that the window, the lights are on? Uh, you can kind of see inside, but you don't really... I mean, like, you see some offices and, and that kind of stuff. Like... Okay. Um, oh... Dave, once upon a time, I had pretty high-functioning control over my eyeballs. Um, yes. Do, do I have that still, or has that yep. been reset because I have new eyes? No, 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 you know how to do it. It's That's a software thing. Okay, I wanted to try and do a zoom. Uh, oh, okay. Zoom in to look through some of the windows from here. All right. Enhance. Um, why don't you yes. do uh, mind investigate? Zoom in enhance. Yeah, that's another term for mind investigate. Yeah. Hey, okay, it's five dice. That's that's not nothing. It's also not too many. That's right. I think that's that's right that's in, in the, the sweet spot. The sweet spot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> or not? Nope. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Okay, so you uh, you zoom in and you start scanning through offices. But uh, what you see basically is that there is like some security dudes that are going 
room to room. Like they started mm-hmm. on the top floor and they're working their way down. Like you can see them, they're like opening doors, looking around the room, closing the door, going to the next room. Okay, well, I'll give that play by play at least. We're like, okay, they're searching room to room. Yeah. I'm really glad I didn't go in there myself, guys. Yeah, I'm still thinking maybe we give them a call, try and scare them. Maybe we can get them to scramble. Get easier to get in there. Well, wait, wait, Cassie, what's your idea? Well, if we're going to call and scare them, we can just tell them the truth. That we have access to their building, we know where it is, we know they have the scientists, and they need to release them, or we will open a portal in the inside of their building. Guys, I think we're going about this the wrong way. Look, why don't we wait until they complete their sweep, don't find anything, and then figure that it's all for nothing, and then set the alarm off again. And again, and again, and by like the third or fourth time, they're not even going to respond because they're just going to think it's some sort of a short or something that's that they'll get fixed tomorrow. And then we can head on in, and they're going to be you know, not even paying attention to anything that they hear. That's not a bad idea. They probably have video surveillance too, though. I mean, they're they're not going to catch Abigail going in there, but they're definitely going to notice us. We could try to cut power to the building. That's true. But... Then again, the other option, calling them, you know, leveraging a threat that they know we can deliver on, maybe that's easier. It just seems like it just seems like tipping our hand that quick seems like a bad idea. People's lives are at stake. We have to make a decision. Yeah. Uh, I I don't know what to what we gain from hiding our hand. I'm I'm not necessarily disagreeing with you. I'm just thinking, uh, you know, like I, I'm trying to think why not go full bore. Okay, I mean I don't I I don't have a reason. I'm just trying to explore all the options here. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm asking that question honestly. Of of you know, uh, sort of the engineering process of. Uh, breaking down the theory. Oh, it is. It really does have a point. I mean, if we go to the portal option first, then we don't have anywhere to escalate from there. That's why we tell them we've got leverage on them. We've got survivors. We know what's going on. And I have a platform to reach out to the community through to spread all of that information out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, That's true. true. Okay, so is that the plan? You like call up and say, "Hey, we know what you're doing in there. You better let them scientists loose. Or we're gonna spill the beans." Essentially. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Well, make sure. Yeah. That's, oh, I don't that's know how thinking. nice I'll be about it, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey do do we know where they're keeping the scientists? No. No, that, that was part of the problem is we're looking for the scientists, but we don't know where they are exactly. I mean, it sounded like they happened in that building, but... Right. You know. I was just, you know, if we knew where we they were, we could just portal them out. 
Oh. I am a little bit hesitant to put those poor scientists through that portal again. Yeah, because I don't think we can portal from Earth to Earth. No, we'd have to portal them from Earth to Crabtown and then back from Crabtown. Oh, wow. Hmm. That's that's hard. That yeah. doesn't sound like a good idea. No. I would prefer not to if we don't have to. Yeah. Plus, chances are most of those scientists would see one of those portals and just try and run away. Not yeah. try and run through it. Uh, time to make a phone call? Okay. Yeah. Alright, I'm going to call... The number on that card. Okay. And have a lovely conversation. I'm sure everything will be fine. Uh, so. Let's see. Why don't you make... Well, just give me like the one sentence version of what you want to tell them on the... We know you or have a the couple si- sentences, you know. Yeah. We know you have the scientists. If you do not release them, we will make sure that the town knows where they are and that you are keeping people against their will. Okay. Um you call and you get that same not helpful uh, uh you know answering um, a service that you got before. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, a couple seconds into your statement, you hear that same, like, call being transferred noises. Uh, mm-hmm. And then probably the same voice you talked to before uh, comes on the line and, and replies... I don't know why you've decided to threaten us in this way. All I know is that we came and retrieved a bunch of scientists from the desert and we're trying to see what happened to them and how we can help and prevent that in the future. Yeah, you came and swooped them up in the dead of night when there were other officials coming to pick them up and have not released any information whatsoever. They have family and loved ones that deserve to know they're alive. And Uh, you have... I completely agree with you. But there are some national security kind of considerations cover. I'm sure there's tons of red tape. As soon as we've gotten through that process, we intend to reunite these scientists with their families. And we're they've currently going through seeing a doctor. Uh, we're doing some interviews with them and making sure that they understand what they should and shouldn't talk about. Um, and that they will be seeing their families as soon as we finish the process. And how long do you think that process is going to take? I don't know, probably sometime today, after we get all the clearances. Sorry, I'm thinking. Sure. 
then I suggest you release some sort of official statement at the very least with information. Oh. Okay. If you really are going to stand by your word there, then why not go ahead and tell people exactly what's going on? Um... Why don't you stay tuned to the, you know, the uh, local news radio station, and we'll get something out within the hour. It's a start. That'd be fine. But I do suggest that if you want to keep working in a town that is so closely tied to federal level interests that you might not want to make demanding phone calls in the middle of the night in the future? I suggest you don't tell me how to do my fucking job. Oh. That's the way it's gonna be. Alright. Well, have a good night. I'm gonna hang up on him. And just relay to everybody what's going on. So we can see if they even stick to their word and let people know that. Yes, I know. <laughs> I was word, trying to figure cat. out whose cat that was. <laughs> I was like, it is the yeah, cat. Sorry, is my angry. cat has got a lot to say right now. <laughs> uh, but I relate everybody what the conversation was. Um, okay, so we're, we just have to wait a few hours. They said within the hour. All right. We'll We'll see if they actually release information, which at least is a start. And it's just shy of us having to try and break in there right now. Because if they are running them through these processes and everything, then it means there's probably a lot of security and a lot of people in there. Yeah. Yeah, I hadn't thought of that. All right, well, we leave the lab. Might as well. Not me, yeah. So, uh, you guys head back to the lab, and it's probably only 20, 30 minutes before, you know, the local radio station breaks into their... Because at this point, it's like the early morning show kind of radio, you know, like the, hey, welcome to a new day radio. Um, We'll give you a quick rundown of the news of the day, and then we'll talk about some silly stuff to entertain you while you're getting ready to drive to work. Um, And, like, their news desk breaks in with uh, um, a special... Like, special (laughs) report... Um. Uh, how do they phrase it? I mean, I want to get this right. Uh, thanks to the heroic efforts of our uh, national research team, uh, several of the scientists thought missing or dead in the loop disaster earlier this year have been uh, found safe and alive 
special thanks goes out to the local uh, law enforcement office for their assistance uh, in this recovery. Um, and there, like, there. <laughs> names will be uh, released after families have been contacted. It's a, you know, it's one of those, like, it's pretty generic, but it is a statement. Um, and, yeah. That's something. At least the information is out there and people will know that their loved ones might be alive. Yeah. No. It's going to be a lot harder for them to make people disappear if we can know that they're there. Um, so, you guys headed back to the lab then? Yes. Yeah, I think yeah. So. Well, on on that drive, I just I wanted to min- like have this conversation, which you know we can sure. sort of abbreviate if we want I'm to. I'm perfectly but, happy for you guys to still be on the way there. Um, wanted to say, um, do you think there's any way we can try and figure out how Peter is today? Like, uh, like I, I know we can't really like track him through the desert, but like, does anybody have any way to get in touch with him? He was hanging out. Back behind the music, the record store, right? Maybe we could. He Ooh. might check in there, but I was He's kind of to... an asshole, and um, I went looking for him the other night, and I couldn't find him. But I just want to make sure he's okay. Yeah. No, we definitely need to to help him. Okay. Do so you want to head to the record store and just try that? Or might as well drive by it, right? Yeah. It's not much out of the way. Sure. Uh, you head over to the record store and pull around back. And you don't see that there's, uh, like, he's not back there currently, but you do see that he has done. Like another like graffiti mural on the back of the building this time, and mm. it's the picture of like all of you on the back, but you're all with your instruments, like part of a band. Oh, like it's man. like a band <laughs> picture, um, Dang. on the back of the building. Is it? Is it from the other? Is it from the other night a week ago or? Two weeks ago, whenever it was that we <laughs> yeah. were all back there yeah. uh, post-funeral. It looks like that, yeah. So, like, it, you know, like, everybody's instruments is, like, blasting out musical notes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's, like, a theremin that's making weird waves in the sky, in, <laughs> in the air, the whole deal. Well, we're we're keeping this. Oh, yeah. Do we have a camera? Take a photo of it? Nope. Hmm. It's um, funny. It was only a little while ago that 
we found out we'd been left the store and think of all the craziness that's happened in that time. Yeah. Feels like it's been months. <laughs> yep. Well, should we uh, leave a note or something? Uh, yeah. I mean, I know back before I knew what was going on, I left him some drawing supplies and stuff, um, some writing, writing things. So he might come by and pick something up again. I mean, we put that note for him for the shelter, but it, I, he's not going there. So yeah. What if, uh, we would draw a picture, like, I don't know, draw a picture of the lab or something. So he knows he can come find us. Let's give it a shot. I mean, I think so. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I... I I feel like we gotta get him some help so that you know, he's not eating out of the eating out of the trash and Um, at, at the very least. Midge, do you have, like, chief of police business cards or something? Yeah. Yeah, maybe we could write a couple extra numbers on the back of one of those and leave that with something. Okay. Okay. I mean, like, you could run next door to the convenience store and grab some snacks or whatever and leave them. Oh, yeah. That's fine. Yeah, we'll do all of that. Sure. Uh, And I'll, I'll empty my wallet, too. Like any cash that I have. Okay. Me too. Some random other guy is going to walk down this. <laughs> be like, Holy shit. There's like $200 and a bunch of snacks <laughs> from the police. <laughs> like, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Still, all in all, I'm I'm glad my parents got out of town. I just don't 100% trust. Like, I understand the phone call you had, Mitch, but these guys creep me out. I completely agree. Says the half-skeletal robot boy. parents were in there. We'd definitely be breaking into that building right now. Yeah. Yeah. It. Oh, out of character. Were were Cassie's parents in that group? No. Okay. No. Uh, her mom was injured in the loop accident, but they're both. And. They still live in town. No. Oh, that's right. I remember that now. Yep. So. I mean, is is this it, guys? We're gonna make sure that the we make sure the government keeps their word and gets everybody out, and we're gonna try and find Peter and try and hunt down Victoria. But I mean, are we? Um, 
Jeez, and the radio pirates. Oh, God. Yeah, I don't even know what to do about that. Don't forget all the robots hiding under the lake. Yeah. All I know is I'm going to be employed for a very long time. <laughs> True. Yep. A lot of weird stuff in this town. Yep. No, I, lo- I love the fact that there's weird stuff at the end of all of these campaigns that's just yeah. left hanging out there. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's all right. You don't have to tie it up in a neat little bow. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. In fact, well, I think... I think probably, like, you guys, like, putting the care package together for Peter and, like, standing in front of your mural on the back of your record shop is probably a good place to close out the story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then we can take a minute and do some, like, little finale scenes for everybody. Like, Mm -hmm. that's, you know, if you can kind of narrate your own little conclusion, like the... During the credit roll, like little cam, like little mini scenes of like what you're doing with your life <laughs> beyond the end of this. Cool. So take a minute and think about it, and I'll do a couple for like a couple of the NPCs you guys interacted with. Nice. Um. So, uh, you know, camera fades and the credits roll, and there's like six names. Because uh, that's all the people that are involved in this effort. Uh, but then it goes into a scene that um, is sometime like later that day. Um, the um, uh, you see like Peter come by the back of the store, and he grabs the bag that you left hanging back there and he kind of opens it up and he looks inside and he sees some snacks and stuff but like you can see that like his hands are just bloody right like it's safe to assume that he legitimately beat that guy to death like he doesn't it doesn't look like his blood and it doesn't look like he's messed up at all (laughs) um but he just laid into that dude um then um he kind of like goes through and like he doesn't open up any of the food cuz that's gross and even he would want to wash his hands uh but he does find the card and like you see him like turn it over and look at all the phone numbers and like he kind of like takes it and puts it into his jacket oh. uh and then walks off down the alley um you see uh, like a couple of days later, there's like a press conference outside that office building, right? And you see the dude that that Midge talked to on the phone, and he's standing up there, like, uh, you know, we're really pleased to reunite these scientists with their families, and like, there's a whole big, like, celebratory, like, we rescued people, we didn't think we're still alive, yay. Uh, and everybody's patting each other on the back, and the mayor's up there, and the sheriff is up there, and like the details are a little hazy. <laughs> oh yeah, oh there's nobody talking about how they found these people or where. Like how they survived for six months. <laughs> reporters are like asking questions, and they're like, you know, they these scientists were lucky; they managed to get to a part of the facility that they were able to seal off. 
There was plenty of emergency supplies down there because you all know this was a you know Cold War era research facility, so there were uh, supplies laid in for all kinds of situations, um, and we were able to get to past the flooded area of the um, the facility. and And you may note that the water is already starting to recede. Uh, over in the exclusionary zone, so we're hoping that by the end of the year we'll be able to start some cleanup efforts and get people back to their homes in that area as well. Um, you see uh, the next little scene is a bunch of people and they're standing by a rock out in the desert. And um, then a like a rope ladder just falls into frame from above and you see the first guy in line reach into his jacket and pull out one of those crazy silver tickets and start oh. climbing up the rope ladder <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> um, uh then um you see uh victoria the robot and she's like sitting in a chair and you can tell like it's sort of a lab environment kind of a thing um and then like her eyes light up but instead of the the nice blue they were before they're red no um and the it zooms out a little bit and there's like a scientist working on a desk and the keyboards in cyrillic um and Fuck. then it fades and um, you see the uh, there's a scene with uh, the robot from Robot Island, the owl robot, um, and he's kind of talking with all of them, and they're talking about how uh, how it seems like the danger of that robot cancer is receding away with the water from the, the thing um, and how they're going to attempt to make contact with the people that live here and see about being recognized for asylum purposes, essentially, like officially, um, that they have hope that some of the contacts they've made with humans here will be able to help them find their way. Uh, and then you see there's a big, like a big wedding tent size, kind of big white outdoor tent set up in the park and it zooms in and it's, uh, like a church social, like it's summertime now and it's like a big barbecue, you know, big party kind of thing, probably 4th of July ish. Uh, time, um, and you can see the, uh, the Reverend Emilio, uh, I think that was the name I gave him and I'm not looking it up right now. Uh, he's up there and he's thanking everybody for coming and he's saying like, everybody eat up. We got so much food and Colin's mom is right there, like right in the front sitting with the other church ladies, like fully on board for this whole thing. Uh, <laughs> and uh, like, is super smiling and happy and outgoing and, like, ready to be out and face the world again. 
Um, and then there's a, probably a scene of Crash's family and Danny's sister and dad, and they are they're like sitting at a buffet table with like 50 plates piled up because they have tried everything. Like all of them look like they're about to pass out after Thanksgiving and never wake up because they're just like, what did we do? Why? (laughs) Uh, But, um, but Lisa is sitting there like, come on guys, we can try that next buffet down the way for dinner tonight. (laughs) Uh, uh, I think that's all the ones I have. So, does anybody have a, a scene they'd like to do for their little epilogue? I don't know that mine is so much of a scene, but okay. I was actually been thinking a lot about kind of Danny's arc uh, through this story. Mm-hmm. And the way that I kind of uh, think that happened is the events of these last couple of days have um, given him perspective and... Uh, I think that what he will end up doing is um, putting aside uh, the idea of stardom and me and being being uh, the center of attention and begin to kind of reach out to people and try and make things better and try and uh, be a helpful place. I see him actually kind of taking a more uh, managerial hand at the record store and okay. kind of taking over in that position. And, uh, you know, like starting to reach out and do, uh, you know, do music lessons and uh, community, uh, community type things and always being on the lookout for, Peter and if Peter will accept help trying to get him readjusted into society. Um, but if not, like not trying to force him into that. Um, but just having Danny's course correction be more, Hey, we did this together. And if we stay together and if we can work together, we all make things better. So that's, that's just sort of what I see. Not exactly a scene, but, Oh, kind no, of the, the the trajectory of his life is how I see this going. That's rad too. That's great. Um, so it occurred to me tonight with playing Midge that so much of what you know she does, uh, you know, to protect the town has fallen outside of the parameters of her job, and I think. There's a lot of people that know a lot of weird things are going on in this town that need a better system to help them out. I think that uh, I think she actually leaves the force and starts up her own detective agency. And I think she invites Brody to join her. Awesome. Sure. (laughs) That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Johansson and Brody. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a show I'd watch for sure. Nine o'clock on NBC. <laughs> <laughs> it also helps resolve her shame of being really good at her job as being a cop. 
<laughs> so she's like, nope, gonna, I can do, I can do my thing and I can do it better this way. Right. Anybody else have an idea? I think uh, Cassie would definitely be on team integrate these robots into the local uh, community. So she would definitely uh, be working with her Albot friend on making that happen. Uh, yeah, I was kind of waiting to uh, crashes kind of depends on Cassie's a little bit, but um, I, I think uh, what I have in mind for crash is him, uh, you know, call it like trying to set up a, like doing a lecture somewhere in town. I don't even know how he would do like a speech like, Hey town, I invite you to come to this speech. Um, oh, and yeah, you could set something up. Yeah. Uh, library, oh yeah. At the library. Yeah. We'll, we'll do a, a public talk at the speech where he shows up with, uh, coverings and then it, in the course of it, um, you know, says, you know, look, my, uh, my body died when I was 13 and this, you know, like just put the whole thing out there with, slides of the newspaper articles and uh the the process and yeah 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 um you know i i am iron man <laughs> all right <laughs> thank you thank you to chat for that <laughs> That's, oh um, nice yeah um do it do a little ted talk and using that to you know, assuming i don't get chased out of town with torches and pitchforks um to then set the stage for what cassie's setting up with the robots living under the lake to say like robots are already living among you. You need to let us be people. Um, so yeah. please let them in your town. Don't be weird. All right. Yep. So uh, character question. Does crash ever go back to wearing the skin over top? Um, I think what he gets is a, um, like synthetic kind of skin. Um, you know, like he probably keeps his face because that's such a big part of his identity, but the rest of it is really just, it's just functional so that the like gears don't get gunked up and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, he, he has some sort of like, uh, yeah, like a synthetic fabric, like, like not neoprene about, suit or something. Yeah. But, like but shirts. not, yeah. not doing all the trouble of this like incredibly advanced fake skin that, is you know really difficult to maintain and and doing all that stuff i i think he's um you know in general okay uh, yep just living as a robot i dig it mm-hmm. um what about colin i my little my little image is just me wheeling that damn tv out of the house like poltergeist <laughs> <laughs> Somehow Jeopardy is still playing. I don't know how. I don't know why. <laughs> TV's not plugged in. <laughs> <laughs> you throw it through a portal. Yeah. So we're not keeping this TV around no more. Nice. Amazing. Uh, I also see there's one one other thing I totally forgot is um, the the final scene is just going to be the the shot that's down a library aisle. Oh, right. <laughs> And, uh, like, you just see, like, uh, 
like it's a a hand that sort of flickers into our universe and pulls a book <laughs> and then flickers out and the, the book disappears with the hand. What, What's the it? title of the book? Um, because I feel like that has to be, you know, some sort of a clue. The Tale of Two Cities. <laughs> War and Peace. Uh, no, I think, I think it's probably a... Uh, um. Hmm. Uh, uh, what's that scientist's name? Stephen Hawking. No. Neil Hold deGrasse on. Tyson. Bill Nye. <laughs> um. Uh, it is a it is a book uh, that is written by a scientist that just died in 1995. Uh, his name was Nathan Rosen. Oh, Einstein Rosen bridges. Ah, yeah. <laughs> as soon as you said Rosen, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So it's it's a it's like his last published book. Uh, the... So many unanswered questions. I was going to say, like, out of character, does anyone know what that's in reference to? Because I have no idea who, who this disembodied hand getting quantum uh, Well, it would be in, in reference to quantum tunneling and crossing uh, impossible distances. So that's... Mm-hmm. Uh... And also Colin's earlier experience in the library. Where yeah, was, yeah, well, exactly. Mm-hmm. Not- something weird that I was like, nope, not going to look at that. Yeah. Yep. I had it's- totally forgotten about that, honestly. Yep. Like it, the I, library it was ghost. just a Ghostbusters thing. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was also something Colin never told us about. Yep. <laughs> which, was, which was so good. I don't want them to think I'm weird. <laughs> I, I I totally died when he's like, yep, he's just nope. going to go back to the desk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, classic. Oh, man. One of the best moments. <laughs> well, uh, so thank you out there on the internet for sticking with us for 15, 16 episodes. 16, uh, yeah. 16 episodes of <laughs> Insert Coin Floodwater. Uh, it's been a blast to see where all of you, and thank you for helping this story go in so many fun directions. Um, you know, if, if it wasn't so much fun, I wouldn't want to do it on the internet with everybody. Uh, (laughs) um, yeah, this has been, this has been great. And I was super excited to return to characters and find them later in life. So who knows? Maybe at some point in the future we'll we'll do this again. See what else lies in store for the the town of Boulder City. Um, but for now, uh, I have been Kadave, and I hope to continue to be Kadave. Uh, and uh, the next two Mondays belong to the American Witch uh, crew because we swapped with them, so they will be back to their witchy madness um, with weird crows and crazy fun uh um 
And uh, then after that, there'll be a new show coming on uh, the alternating Mondays uh, in July. Uh, so keep your eyes out for that. And I don't think it's been announced yet, so I'm not going to talk about what it is. It's Mr. Um, but yeah, so let's go around in reverse order and talk about where everybody else can be found. So we'll start with Jason this time. Oh, hi. Uh, yeah, I'm Jason. Uh, you can find me on the internet at It's Probably Okay. That's on Twitter. It's also my uh, personal uh, Twitch uh, channel, which I do a little bit of streaming there. Um, so when I'm not here, uh, um, well, we're, we've wrapped up Mondays now. I have a couple more Sundays to do uh, where I'm running a, a Dungeon World-ish. <laughs> we're using the online SRD companion. Um uh, uh, set in Eberron. So uh, we've got two more Sundays of that. So we're, we're nearing the end of that. Uh, I am in the Wednesday campaign that's starting up in Wednesday that I also don't know enough to talk about. Like, I don't think I'm supposed to talk about the details yet, but I, I'll be here on Wednesdays for that. Uh, Fridays on my channel, it's probably okay, are uh, the... Um, we, uh, Sam DeLev and I do um, Friday Fly Day where we play No Man's Sky and um, scan everything and just chill the heck out because it's very calm and <laughs> nice. It's a gentle video game, even if we do have to uh, defend ourselves from angry monsters. Um, and Saturdays are my, is my uh, Return to the Spider-Verse uh, uh, actual play on It's Probably Okay. So Saturdays, 10 a.m. Um, that's it for me. Cool. Nick. Uh, hey, everyone. Uh, I am at Sun Growler on the uh, various socials, um, so you can check me out there. Uh, I don't have a prolific presence, but occasionally I will say something, and if you enjoyed me on the show, then that's probably pretty much a representation of what you're going to find online uh, for the most part. Um, uh, I will go ahead and talk about Wednesday real quick, just because uh, I will be running a game, a Savage Worlds game, starting on Wednesday, July 1st, will be our first day. Uh, and I do have two of my players here. It is uh, The official title is Pembroke Investigative Services, although I think it will probably just be shortened to Pembrokes. And it is going to be a modern fantasy story about a uh, group of people who uh, are sort of in the liminal space between the mundane and supernatural worlds and the uh, adventures and mysteries that they get into uh, on the, in a uh, city that we're going to call Covenant. Uh, so if you uh, enjoy me and Jason and Jay, then I urge you to come see us on Wednesdays. <laughs> Red, I'm excited. <laughs> Yes, my friends, perform, do more things to entertain me. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Jay. Uh, so, yeah, uh, at Jay Holcomb on all the socials. You can find me in various places there. And then also, yep, here for Wednesdays for Pembroke. Uh, and also starting this Friday uh, at 12 Sided Stories uh, for a Heliotrope game that our old yes. friend of is on. So, yay, that's going to be super fun. Cool. All right, Sam. Hello. You can find me at, at Red Pandroid on most of the socials. And also, um, now this game has sadly ended. Uh, I will still be here on alternating Sundays uh, for the Vampire the Masquerade Glittering Night campaign with Stu. 
uh, where you can see me play your perfectly average neighborhood uh, satanic Malkavian nun. So that sounds fun. Come check it out. Cool. And that leaves Mac. Hey guys, I'm Mac. You can find me everywhere on the internet. It's at Strange Like That, the Twitter, the Instagrams, the Facebooks, those kind of things. Uh, you can also find me here on the alternating Mondays for the Great American Witch Campaign, which is super fun. And I really, if you want something with a lot of feels, it's a good one for that. And I'm also a part of the 12 Sided Stories crew, and we're going to be doing live streams of our games on Fridays now. And that will also end up being turned into the produced podcast that you hopefully know and love. Very cool. Sounds great. All right. So thanks again for joining us, everybody. Uh, We will see you in the future. Bye for now. I love how that was all of our... Yeah, <laughs> that was not that was not folks. pre-planned was at all. all of us. Not even a little bit. <laughs> Real good. So thanks again. Bye, everybody. Good night. Uh, <laughs>